Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. False fathers and the forsaken children and let them come quickly. For a voice of crime is heard out of Zion. For we are greatly confused. For death has come into our ghettos. They cut off the young men and women from the streets of Philadelphia, New York, L.A., Georgia, Ohio, Florida, Mississippi, and throughout America, South America, the Caribbean islands, Africa, Asia, and all over the world. So return unto me, thus saith Yah, and I will return unto you, O my people. Listeners, to time for an awakening on Black Talk Radio Network, new media for the new millennia. This is a history and current events program from a cultural perspective. We find this program necessary because Hosea 4 6 states, My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. But we as a people can turn this around. Proverbs 4 7 states, Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. 
with all thy getting, get an understanding. Again, welcome to the program this evening with your host, Brother Elliot and Brother Reggie. The number to reach us to join the program is 215-253-7263. That's 215-253-7263. The listen only line if you don't have computer access, access to a smartphone, iPad, or anything of that nature is 605-562-3104. That's 605-562-3104. 3140, I'm sorry, it's 605-562-3140, and that access code is 958590 in the pound sign. Again, that access code is 958590 in the pound sign. We're streaming live at two locations, www.blacktalkradionetwork.com forward slash time for an awakening. Again, that's www.blacktalkradionetwork.com forward slash time for an awakening. Also, uh, we're on the TuneIn app. If you have uh, on your device, your iPad, your BlackBerry, things of that nature, TuneIn is a free app. You can download it and go to the search engine, type in time for an awakening. There you'll see the icon and you can listen to the program live, even in your car. So download the TuneIn app and you can listen to the program streaming live. Drop us an email at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. That's timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Time for Awakening also has a fan page on Facebook. Just go to the Facebook search engine, type in Time for an Awakening. There you always see interesting content being posted daily by Brother Reg. And before you leave that page, just hit that like button. It's Time for an Awakening with a fan page on Facebook. Tonight, we're scheduled to have a special guest join us, social activist and founder of POCC. That's uh, Prisoners of Consciousness Committee. The chairman is supposed to join us, Fred Hampton Jr. And he is supposed to join us to talk about uh, the happenings in Chicago, uh, the up-to-date things going on in relation to uh, uh, the murder of uh, young Laquan McDonald. Also, uh, other topics we're going to touch on with the chairman who is supposed to join us in the uh, 7 o'clock hour. But uh, we'll be right back to get things started after a brief word from our sponsors. Mr. Moderator, our distinguished guests, brothers and sisters, our friends and, and our enemies, Everybody is here. You are tuned in to the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts and live program scheduling, visit us on the web at blacktalkradionetwork.com. 
All Insurance Incorporated, an African-American owned and operated insurance agency in business for over 20 years. Located at 231 Southeastern Road in Glenside, PA, with other offices in Germantown and West Philadelphia. Call now for commercial insurance quotes, homeowners insurance quotes, automobile insurance quotes, notary and tax services. Representing over 15 major A-rated insurance companies. Offering a discount on all notary services when you call in for a free quote. Call this number, 21 21- 215-885-2444. That number is 215-885-2444. 215-885-2444. All Insurance Incorporated. Before your roof becomes unruly, call Dooley. Dooley Brothers, specializing in shingle, rubber roofs, gutters, downspouts, and vinyl sidings. Call for your free estimate today, 215-224-3882. That's 215-224-3882. Dooley Brothers Roofing, the roofing experts you can trust. That number again, 215-224-3882. 215-224-3882. Before your roof becomes unruly, call Dooley. Are you one of the million conscious black people who believes that we have the collective wherewithal to affect real economic and political change? If so, band together in solidarity by joining the one million conscious black voters and contributors. Choose leadership that will work for the best interests of black people. We can no longer sit on the sidelines and expect things to change for the better without a significant number of black people playing a pivotal role in that effort. Will you be one of the million that recognizes that black dollars matter? Are you that person who believes it's time to leverage our votes for reciprocity from politicians? If so, then you should join the 1 million conscious black voters and contributors with members in 29 states and growing every day. We encourage you to sign up and help spread the word by sharing our website i am one of the million.com that's i am one of the million.com antiquity to the present our people need to develop a new paradigm it's time for an awakening sundays 7 p.m with your hosts elliot and reggie welcome back to time for an awakening and before we get started this evening with the program i want to let all the listeners know about the launch of Time for an Awakening Media, which will be released very soon, launched very soon. There there you'll see lots of original content, blogs, articles, podcasts of the show. Black products that we use every day can be purchased straight from the site and much, much more. So if you like what we do here at Time for an Awakening, three things. That's all we ask you. Just drop us an email like our fan page on Facebook, and get ready for Time for Awakening Media, which will be launched very soon. Uh, We'll kind of give you a heads up before things get going, about a week out. We're coming down the home stretch, so things are to be out to have some information for you at least by next week. Also, you can go to www.gofundme.com forward slash Time for an Awakening. That's www.gofundme.com forward slash time for an awakening Uh, if you want to donate to the program anything that you'd like to donate it would be very much appreciated myself and brother Reg have been working at this a long time with uh, several initiatives in the neighborhood dealing with African American farmers uh, setting up open air farmers markets around the city 
a lot of projects we want to do, and uh, your help will be greatly appreciated. So you can go to, again, that's www.gofundme.com forward slash time for an awakening if you want to get involved and donate. Also, you heard the commercial. Uh, we're in hot and heavy in this political season, and our, if our people are going to be involved in this political process, they need to do it with a conscious mind. Go to www.iamoneofthemillion.com and get involved with one million conscious black voters and contributors. The movement is now. These candidates are not addressing our problems and the things that they need to address in relation to our communities. And we need, if we're going to be involved in the voting process, we need to do it with leverage of a conscious mind. Get involved with I am one of the million. Com. Go to www.iamoneofthemillion.com and get involved. Tonight, we're scheduled to have a special guest join us. The chairman is supposed to be with us this evening. Yes, sir. <laughs> Brother Fred Hampton. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. I'm first, first time self-critical for calling in a little late. Um, kind of caught up with these continuous pro- pro- protests that are happening in uh, Chicago right now. It's no problem, brother. We're glad to have you on time for awakening with myself and brother Reggie. Yes. Uh, I'm glad to be. I'm glad. I'm glad to be online with you. Great, great, uh, brother Fred. Listen, um, before we get started this evening uh, with the conversation in reference to uh, a lot of things going on in Chicago, I, mm-hmm. I know things is hot and heavy, and, and news is breaking uh, basically at every minute. Yeah. Uh, a couple of days ago was the anniversary, uh, tragic anniversary of your father being murdered mm-hmm. by state-sponsored terrorist police uh, in concert with the FBI on December the 4th, 1969. Uh, I know you had some things going on in Chicago in remembrance of that, but talk about in reflections uh, your dad. I know that you don't remember him uh, just by memories because he was uh, murdered before you were born. Uh, maybe a couple of weeks, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, talk about your activism in relation to your dad and his impact on your life. Well, uh, well, I've said on a number of different occasions that I feel fortunate to have fallen from fallen from the tree of two freedom fighters, that of uh, Chairman Fred Hampton and also Kua and Jerry, formerly, formerly known as Deborah Johnson. Um, Chairman Fred. I continuously, with my day-to-day work and organizing, and um, I continuously gain respect, more more respect um, for the work that Chairman Fred and, um, that he put in, as well as his respectable organization, the Black Panther Party. Um, I said also in a poem before, I learned lessons from his, I learned lessons from his legend of what a man was supposed to be. And Black Panther Party, again, was an organization that literally turned the communities into classrooms, and you can still to this very day hear so many of the um, war stories, for lack of better terms, you know, it's about, you know, the impact that, you know, you know, this, you know people who had inter- you know, they came into contact with Chairman Fred uh, one way or another, whether, whether it be inside the concentration camps where many people euphemistically refer to as prisons, um, whether it be uh, dealing with the various uh, organizations in Chicago, and just the... Uh, premise that statement correctly. Chicago, this, it should be noted that Chicago was and remains to be one of the top segregated cities within the country. 
and Chairman Fred was able to deal and grapple with the race as well as the class contradiction. And many, um, many people may be familiar with the Rainbow Coalition, but have been misinformed to actually, you know, the author of that, you know, a lot of people, uh, impression those people such as Reverend Jesse Jackson that organized the Rainbow Coalition when the reality is Chairman Fred organized this and when it was a revolutionary act. Um, you know, I, did, I didn't know that until recently. I, I'd seen that your father uh, started that rainbow, but, you know, because it was always associated with Jackson. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's not by happenstance. Similar to other programs of the Black Panther Party, such as the Free, the free uh, Breakfast Program, many people are uh, on the, the thought that uh, the public schools just jumped out on the, jumped up on their own volition and just started giving out free lunches, you know what I'm saying? But the deal is the Black Panther Party implemented the first free breakfast programs. And it's, in the case of the Rainbow Coalition, where you had such groups, uh, the Young Patriots, a group of poor whites. In fact, at one point in time, they were so reactionary, they were wearing Confederate flags over their jackets. Um, you had the Young Lords and the Cha Cha Jimenez, uh, a Puerto Rican street organization, who Chairman Fred had you know, really won while he was locked, when they were in prison, excuse me, when, when they were in the concentration camps together, and won at some point in political unity. And many in particular, what a lot of people, uh, in particular, the streets know about. That of not a lot of what we, we we call the unpoliticized street tribes. Again, the unpoliticized street tribes. That's a term that we use as opposed to reference referencing them as gangs. Because our position is that the first gang in Chicago is a uh, Chicago Police Department. And Chairman Fred was able to win such forces as um, the Devil Disciples, who later got up in public and said, "We now renounce ourselves to be known as the Black Disciples." Due to the political education that we have received from Chairman Fred and the Black Panther Party, he was able to win the form the Blackstone Rangers. At some point in unity, would you even say, so them subsequently take on the Black Peacestone Nation name, um, and a more nationalistic you know, stance. And um, but at some point in unity, the struggle, and you've seen even he was able to flip the script when the FBI had told a proposition, the proposition of another street organization known as the Vice, the Vice Lords. Mm-hmm. And they had told the vice lords they would give them 16th Street, a portion of the West Side, under the condition that the Black Panther Party do not be able to open a free medical center on 16th Street. Chairman Fred won his brothers and sisters at some point of unity, which you subsequently saw the vice lords working at the free medical center, the disciples at the free breakfast program. And even by the federal government's own accounts, with their own record, when the Black Panther Party was in existence, there was a record low to what the state references black-on-black crime, you know. And I just add that this also just another point because uh, we'll be I'll be all day just telling you you know says my thoughts on Chairman Fred, but mm-hmm. even how he, just, he how he walked it and talked it you know so how you know hear stories you know from, from my mother comrade and other comrades out you know you talk about you know the Black Panther paper you know the importance you know, how the party members had to you know engage in selling the party papers and if people have some questions about it Chairman Fred himself would literally go out there himself. Right there in front of the headquarters, the state headquarters, the state chapter, the chapter headquarters, and they'll distribute the papers. Even I, I was, I met you guys, well, in the infamous Menard, Menard Prison. Excuse me again, excuse me, excuse my English, Menard concentration camp. <laughs> and Chairman <laughs> Fred was there in 1969, and I was there in 1999. Okay. And um, Chairman Fred had got transferred from Stateville, which we call Deathville. Because uh, he refused to answer to the number, the prison number that they had uh, issued him. And well, he would respond, if he did respond, he would say, I am Deputy Chairman Fred Hampton, Illinois chapter chairman of the Black Panther Party. So the state had deemed him to be, they were, I think, like some sort of criminally, criminally mentally insane or something of the sort. And they had transferred him to Menard. 
and they had a relationship with certain prisoners to uh, attack what the administration referred to as problem prisoners. And um, when Chairman Fred got down there, these guys, their plans were just saying were to attack Chairman Fred. However, when he got there, um, and he laid the politics down. They told the prison administration and they told the warden in particular, "We uh, we are we on Chairman Fred's security. You know, anything happened to him, we hold you accountable for it." You know, and, and to this day, right now, in uh, the prisons, the Illinois uh, prisons and other prisons, they have to re- you know refer to you as your last name as opposed to calling you by a number. And uh, this, is, this is some of the you know the the, the, the um, war stories and you know um, some of the history that you know. Um, May not may may be obliterated or, or taken out of history books or not mentioned, or if it is, it's uh, uh, sanitized or uh, incorrectly related. What happened? These these are real dear stories that you know I came up as, as a child, gathering from brothers brothers and sisters gathered around uh, uh, garbage cans, burning wood. You know what I'm saying? As well as those who were held captive in a lot of these concentration camps that I was at, and you know what I'm saying that, that really can relate to you, the real spirit, the real politics. Of the impact of such individuals as Chairman Freehouse. Later on in the program, we're going to talk about uh, your activism with the uh, Prisoners of uh, Consciousness Committee and also the Black Panther Party Cubs, which mm-hmm. is dedicated to uh, towards young people, which we really want to talk about. But uh, first, let's talk about some of the things happening now. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, the tape was finally released of uh, young Laquan, 17-year-old Laquan, McDonald being gunned down uh, by rogue uh, police uh, 17 times, 16 times, uh, shots in his head and his back. Um, since, since then, the cop has been released on bail, and a lot of things have been going on in relation to the mayor there, former uh, press secretary for the president, uh, pulling a lot of fast ones. Uh, sleight of hands, uh, things going on, meetings with ministers, things of that nature. But let's go back. Let's talk about the release of the tape. And something I want to to mention to you, I want you to expand on this, uh, uh, Brother Fred, because we heard uh, from, if I'm not mistaken, you could correct me if I'm wrong because you're there. I think Danny Davis, the representative there, had made mention that a lot of these killings that's going on in Chicago uh, are not being done by the community alone. And he was trying to reference, I assume, that other people were involved. We hear now that um, at a fast food restaurant that a tape was confiscated by police and 86 minutes of the tape is is deleted and also witnesses were intimidated. Now, from what I understand, the footage at the fast food restaurant doesn't show the murder, but it shows the young man at the restaurant. The question is, to any critical thinking person, why would the police confiscate a tape at a restaurant showing a young man there, delete 86 minutes of it, and intimidate witnesses if it wasn't something going on? Give us a background. Talk about that, uh, Chairman Fred. Yes, I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been references, um, conspiracy theorists, and I mean, you name it. We've been struggling for quite some time. Um, just struggling just to lay out, combating a lot of this prop, a lot of so much propaganda that's put out. You know what's happening in Chicago. What has been known now, infamously, is referred to as Chirac. Okay. 
Chirac, Chirac, Chirac being a, a hybrid of you know Chicago and that of uh, Iraq, mm-hmm. and which even by the state's account, the death toll in, in the streets of Chicago has surpassed that death toll in uh, Iraq and other places, um, which the United States uh, troops are occupied. And it's a term that's been popularized by the streets, but uh, politicized by the Black Panther Party clubs. It's, it's, it's a term that we we have no issue with. It's a term, in fact, that we say that we, it should be acknowledged uh, that it is a war zone. And how we, we don't we don't we don't we don't speak about it in some sort of reactionary way that um, attempts to devalue the uh, crime into this um, commonly used term they, they reference as black on black crime. Deal is. We add on to the old adage in which said God created Africans and America made niggas. We add that on to we say the mayor and the machine manufactured Chirac. The mayor and the machine manufactured Chirac. And it's not even limited to, 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 to the tenure of the present mayor of Chicago, Rahm Emanuel, who was the former chief of staff of Mayor Daly, the former chief of staff for I think Bill Clinton, as well as that Obama. Okay. In the, 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 the core, we, we tend to draw the correlations from the army tanks throughout Iraq, Afghanistan, Africa, and other places that the U.S. is occupied, to the police SUVs that continuously occupy um, Inglewood and North Lawndale and other places in the city, the, the black community in particular. That. We draw the correlation from the uh, contractors that are saying that, that, that um, reaping the resources and you know, um, place you know, saying, uh, wherever you, the United States is set up, to that of the uh, foreign merchants that are you know, that, 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 uh, throughout, throughout the city of Chicago, and draw the correlation from the depleted uranium that you see in Iraq and other places to the vacant lots and abandoned buildings throughout Chicago. And I, and, I, and I know these contradictions are not just having Chicago, we see Chicago or Chirac, but yet it's a microcosm of the, of, of, of the world, you know, the, the impacts of U.S. imperialism. We're talking about an administration, uh, the Emanuel administration, that, that made American history records, broke American history rec- uh, rec- uh, records, where at one time closed, shut down 50 public, Chicago public schools at one time. At one time, um, dismantled the, uh, shut down the, what they call the red line, the red line train system in the urban community, uh, urban communities and, um, simultaneously. And then um, one of his first edicts, one of his first mandates when he came into office was to shut down all the mental health in, uh, uh, agencies within the black community. Okay. And these, these, are, these type of dynamics, if we were talking about across season, where you, it would be understood that they are war tactics. You know, again, that they're war tactics. And, uh, and, and uh, you never hear about these underlying contradictions. It's kind of like talking about Rwanda, just saying that the Hutus and Tutsis just start fighting each other, negating the role of the French and the Belgian and other imperialist powers to be, you know, how they created the conditions and set it up for, you know, for, the, for the bloodbath to happen in Rwanda. Another contradiction that, you, that you'll never hear about is that of the cartel's presence, the Mexicano cartel's presence in the city of Chicago. In fact, the highway is referred to as the heroin highway. Okay. And, um... There's a movie called El Chapo that talks about uh, the distribution of the cartel. But the movie El Chapo was allowed to be played throughout the country, but it was not allowed to be played uh, uh, to be shown in the city of Chicago. And here's just some of the underlying dynamics, but also in specific to the case of Laquan McDonald, where you say, oh, uh, 86 minutes. It was, it was, in fact, another videotape of the police erasing the videotape, and. Though it's always a concerted effort to, to uh, depict these police as some sort of a few bad apples or you know, a police want to ride, you know, we, it's, it's a protocol police terrorism. Again, a protocol police terrorism. And there's a politic to this police terrorism. There's a, 
where um, not automatically when the police do when they, when they implement these murders, the damage control is right there. In fact, we, it's a joke we say in the community where Pat Camden, who's the spokesperson for the uh, 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 for uh, Fraternal Order Police or the police, the police, the police board itself. Okay. It's a joke that we say that he would come on the nine o'clock news and say that the shooting was justified, and the shooting would actually happen at ten o'clock p.m. After he, you know what I'm saying, so he would say the shooting was justified by the police before the shooting even happened. Okay. So, so this is how you know. It, 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 uh, uh, these are some of the different dynamics that go along with it. Then you have the um, the, uh, the the politicians, the poverty pimps, so you know, so who are complicit with these crimes. Technically speaking, uh, Chicago's um, led to a political arena set up where it would have, a, in theory, there is it's a uh, strong city council and a weak mayor. In other words, where the city council will actually will be able to be able to wield its power and have more say so than the mayor will actually have. In practice, it's a different country. It's a, it's a different story. You know, saying where these these city council, these aldermen, they serve literally as a rubber stamp for you know, saying whatever the mayor, you know, whatever he mandates. Um, and these are some, uh, and also another part of the, the politics of police terrorism is the payoff. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 uh, the, uh, the case of Laquan McDonald happened, in fact, uh, October of last year, 2014. In fact, mm-hmm. another case we've been working on quite for some time, too, the uh, Ronald Johnson case, who was gunned down. In fact, uh, it was reported by a partner of James Van Dyke, the police who killed Laquan McDonald. And it was ironic that this, this, the, the McDonald case had not even filed, excuse me, the McDonald, his biological parents had not even filed a lawsuit before the mayor Emanuel came out with, you know, uh, uh, surprised him with lawyers um, and set up for a $5 million, you know, law, uh, law, uh, law settlement, which, you know, of course, the lawyers get the majority, the majority of the money. But these are some of the dynamics that go along that, the, 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 you know, that the police, as well as every other entity, they feel comfortable. And this is, it's, in fact, it's taken as a norm. You know, saying, you, know, you gun them down, you, you erase the videotape. We had a case, Bureau Hamilton, 2002, December 2nd, shot 17 times, in fact. Chicago police. They went right. Into, the police were right inside the school in Ricky Furman Elementary School. Got the videotape. Beat the mother and the daughter up. Locked them up on trumped up charges. And this has happened case after case after case after case. And that's why, like you see a, <clears throat> um, a, a look of a feeling of insult to the community when you hear people, you know, like even President Elect Obama, who, you know, validated Ronald Manuel, you know, saying, you know uh, to, be, to be the mayor of Chicago. Yes. As well as when, when there's a discussion about. That there should be a call for police with these body cameras. The community says they have they had them. They, they, it's, it's, it's recorded before. We still don't, you know, receive justice. In fact, it's kind of like when the, the opening remarks for the district attorney uh, in Semi Valley when the uh, LAPD beat the Rodney King. The district attorney's opening remarks were to the jury: "Do not believe everything you're about to see." <laughs> so this is the type of dynamic. You know, again, the people have been saying we've been having this on video, you know, video coverage. We still are lacking. We still been deprived of that person's entity of self determination. We still been deprived of the power of our lives. We're still being, we're still being criminalized. You know, what I'm saying even when it's clear that we are, that we are the victims of this rampant again police terrorism, as opposed to even calling attempting to call it police brutality, but police terrorism. Because every day it's up to the eleven for us in our communities. Yes. Uh, Rahm Emanuel sat on that tape, according to police reports, for over 13 months uh, in order for him to win re-election to mayor, and uh, until basically until he was forced to release the footage by a uh, judge. But his pressure on uh, black ministers 
including Sharpton, who came there to campaign for Rahm Emanuel and lived in Chicago in an apartment for several months. Uh, some of these ministers end up with egg on their face when they realize that this man sat on a video showing a young black, and, and there's other videos also, of other young black men being gunned down by police with no weapons. What is the explanation uh, there in Chicago? Uh, some of these ministers are popular ministers there in Chicago. What is the explanation for, for this uh, uh, charade that they were involved in, including Sharpton? Well, many, many, many of which, uh, well, first of all, we can uh, uh, put this out, too. It's um, initially um, the ministers was a dynamic that the Rahm Emanuel administration was initially was like, you know, his arrogance. He wasn't, he wasn't even uh, working that dynamic because the, 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 daily, the mayor daily, Administration was was was, was a lot, which was a lot more Machiavellian in um, tactics and strategies than that of Emmanuel. Daily was known for like to bring out the Negro preachers at certain times, you know, calm the community down, community down, so on and so forth. So it's a it's a sign of the times that he is even regulated. You know, say in recent history to start working even the various pastors as well as even grabbing some of these uh, different um, entertainers like the, lo- the local um, even has the entertainers. And with that, with that being said, a lot of times they, they themselves don't even have to um, speak. You know what I'm saying? They would, uh, and, and, they, and they strategically grab, let's say, has been entertainers. They grab, for lack of better terms, um, you know what I'm saying, they don't the, you know, the state, the ruling class, the, the manual, manual administration and the likes. They grab, for lack of better terms, the runts of the litter. Again, the runts of the litter. Those who who have no association, who are not really connected to the community, those who are um, state-backed, state-created, and in many cases they have um, um, a group of they, 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 the people they, 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 uh, they subscribe to are really like in a bubble. Those, those who uh, only their um, uh, their cliques or what have you. And however, the state will give them national attention when something happens. They will bring them in. They will raise them up. They will give them media coverage. They will play, play some up. A lot of times, people be like. They, they, they say, wait a minute, this person doesn't speak for us. This person never in the community. Okay. And it's been, and it's been, and it's, and it's, it's being called, it's being challenged, it's, it's been exposed. So, it's, again, it's a bad but good good era of time. Uh, but you haven't seen any sort of, any sort of um, uh, I, made a, not, uh, I made a mistake. None of, this was, none, none of these uh, uh, state-sanctioned state spokesperson. And because it was, was what is being exposed is, that even they, whether it be the, uh, the entertainers or the, the pastors or religious leaders that they, they use, you, that the state is utilizing, they don't even write their own scripts. You know what I'm saying? Okay. It, it, you know, literally. So they, if they wanted to say that they made a mistake, they don't, they don't, they don't even have the power to, to even say that. And, that, and that's, that, that's bad, but it's good. Because I think it's something that's necessary that we've been exposed to this, and this is something that we've been continuously challenging to expose simultaneously not only Uncle Sam, but Sambo. Not only, not only the gringo, but the Negro. <laughs> Listen, we, we're going to take a brief break, and when we come back, we're going to continue the conversation with the chairman, Fred Hampton Jr., founder of a POCC, also uh, BPPC, the Black Panther Party Cubs and Prisoners of Consciousness Committee. He's joining us in conversation this evening, and you can get involved, too, at 215 253 Seven two six three. That's two one five two five three seven two six three. Also, that listen only line six zero five five six two three one four zero. That's 
605-562-3140. And that access code is 958590. And the pound sign, get involved. We'll be right back. Brothers and sisters, our friends and, and our enemies. <laughs> Everybody is here. You are tuned in to the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts and live program scheduling, visit us on the web at blacktalkradionetwork.com. All Insurance Incorporated, an African-American-owned and operated insurance agency and business for over 20 years, located at 231 Southeastern Road in Glenside, PA, with other offices in Germantown and West Philadelphia. Call now for commercial insurance quotes, homeowners insurance quotes, automobile insurance quotes, notary and tax services, representing over 15 major A-rated insurance companies, offering a discount on all notary services when you call in for a free quote. Call this number, 21 21- 215-885-2444. That number is 215-885-2444. 215-885-2444. All Insurance Incorporated. Before your roof becomes unruly, call Dooley. Dooley Brothers, specializing in shingle, rubber roofs, gutters, downspouts, and vinyl sidings. Call for your free estimate today, 215-224-3882. That's 215-224-3882. Dooley Brothers Roofing, the roofing experts you can trust. That number again, 215-224-3882. 215-224-3882. Before your roof becomes unruly, call Dooley. Are you one of the million conscious black people who believes that we have the collective wherewithal to affect real economic and political change? If so, band together in solidarity by joining the one million conscious black voters and contributors. Choose leadership that will work for the best interests of black people. We can no longer sit on the sidelines and expect things to change for the better without a significant number of black people playing a pivotal role in that effort. Will you be one of the million that recognizes that black dollars matter? Are you that person who believes it's time to leverage our votes for reciprocity from politicians? If so, then you should join the 1 million conscious black voters and contributors with members in 29 states and growing every day. We encourage you to sign up and help spread the word by sharing our website i am one of the million.com that's i am one of the million.com antiquity to the present our people need to develop a new paradigm it's time for an awakening sundays 7 p.m with your hosts elliot and reggie sometimes she heard knowing the shit that i know what if I had to see the shit that I see? I know the shit that I know. It's ignorance, bliss. I mean, what if I didn't know some of this shit? And what if I able to see things solely subjective and fear should be limited to me and I not get caught up with the thoughts of the masses? What if I no longer dealt with dialectical materialism and no longer related to the world as a realist? What if at any given time I were able to blank out of my mind and simply take my conscience and kill it? What if I were able to conform and forget everything I've witnessed and dismiss every experience since the day that I was born? 
What if I took a color pill and suddenly we were forgive and forget? Is there a certain amount of comfort in not recognizing race or color? Is there a refuge in relaxation and relegating to that of a reactionary? Would it be deemed a good deed to be here with the mission? And suddenly dismiss terms like contradiction, internationalism, politics, and one's vocabulary is ignorance bliss. What is it like to be able to engage in relationships with all walks of life, in regards to which side of the fist that they sit? To not be equipped to be able to engage in debates, to not be a stickler for words and terms, and not make a big deal and distinguish the differences in essence, see everything is the same. How many relatives would I be able to relate to who I'm not communicated with due to contradictions in the past? How many relationships could be initiated being that my eyes no longer recognize race nor class? How much more music would I be able to enjoy to be able to engage in open range of things including the choice of clothes? To believe and not see any conspiracy with the police's deeds in Arkansas with young Travis Carter committing quote-unquote suicide in the back of their ride? my mind at ease and simply concede that black folks are being imprisoned and getting killed not due to the system imperialism but simply that we are born destined to die do not struggle about structure and simply let events fall as they may and let those that are in charge dictate the date is ignorance of bliss for no one knows the price that we pay for our politics the cost financially literally physically emotionally and vigorously but not decided to resist again Sickness of bliss. Now, would it be easier for me to believe that in capitalism, this system, that those who worked hard made it in this system, as opposed to recognizing the reality that it's a blood sucking system, a parasitical system? In fact, in plain layman terms, a pimp whore type of system. I witnessed geniuses numb their pain through alcohol, crack, cocaine, and all types of things. Just to attempt to believe in this here thing. It's ignorance of bliss. Would it be easier for me to believe that on December 4th, 1969, my daddy just simply died? Or recognize the reality that the United States government came and assassinated Chairman Gray because of the Mark Block and Cooper. Chairman Gray, y'all, the path to come. I ain't got no other choice but to give it to you in the real. No cut, no shape. They call arrested, I call kidnapped. What they call bond, we recognize as ransom. What they call prisons, we call concentration camps. What they refer to as the police, we recognize as the occupied army. When they went to Iraq, does it sound better? Or does it feel better to say that they went over there to implement democracy or to call it for what it is? They went for the motherfucking oil. In Chicago, recognize the shot right. Is it better to say that it's some so-called war gangs or recognize it for what it is? A war on black folks. It's ignorance of bliss. Sometimes I wonder how the motherfuckers believe in this shit. Star-spangled slaves. Believing this shit. It's ignorance of bliss.
left, y'all, but that she was dumb as a foreign terrorist. Yeah, she's believing that shit. Yeah, here, but don't hear. This nigga bliss. No, but don't know. One of the times out of the fields walking the world blind is on. Once I know this shit, I gotta move on this shit. Most motherfuckers that make it in this system. Most motherfuckers run around with blind. Just the way he used to look at me. And Ziggy was bliss. And I hear he Does it hurt this not knowing this shit? Does it hurt this? English was bliss. Good God Almighty. Ain't no to know, ain't no war on drugs, ain't no war on gangs, no war on drugs, it's a war on us. It's ignorance bliss. Welcome back to Time for an Awakening. And we're joined this evening in conversation with the chairman, Fred Hampton Jr. You just heard him, uh, his selection is ignorance bliss. Chairman Fred. Yes, sir. I didn't realize you was a hip hop artist, also. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I dibble and dabble a little for you. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, co- conscious to be a yes, conscious hip hop yes, artist. Indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I, I, I understood. I, excuse me. We understood that there's um, Black Panther Party had one of the uh, assessments was that our people do not read as much as we would like for them to read. So we have to, you know, have to be innovative. With different tactics, so to get the, uh, the word to the community. So we have one of our, um, pro- our campaigns, the uh, Black Panther Party Code of Culture, and uh, the Code of Culture is uh, the mantra for that is we feel that there are too many of us and too many of us in sing sing for cats as we talk about some bling bling. So we have to use this as a tool you know, for, uh, um, to win the people at some points of unity. And we understand it was Minister U.P. Newman said that power is the ability to define phenomena. Power is the ability to define phenomena and make it act in a desired manner. And as the late Reverend uh, Nat Turner seen that the uh, church was a phenomenon during the era of chattel slavery, he utilized that phenomenon in the spirit of praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. Harriet Tubman utilized what they referred to the, the Negro spirituals, which she would uh, flip the script and make it win, to win, use that, that, that tactic to win the people to some points of unity. And uh, Chairman Fred in the city of Chicago understood and recognized the street organization was a phenomenon. He defined it and made it work in the of the people. So with that being said, the code of culture, you know, so we, you know, we take, you know, various phenomena, hip-hop, poetry, spoken word, and the likes, and we tweak it and use it as a, as a, as a tool, as a tactic to win our people to you know, send certain points of unity. Well, I, listen, I would agree. Our children are listening to the music. In fact, uh, the enemies of our community are using that music and using artists to pump yeah. negative images and negative uh, negativity yeah. into the minds of our children. So I, I'm glad that you're using it in the vein you're using it. And in fact, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, expect anything any different. Uh, no. br- Brother Reg, jump in the conversation here with the, uh, the chairman, Fred Hampton. I like that triple S. Oh, uh, strangled <laughs> slaves. That's what I like. How you doing, my brother? I'm good, brother. How are you? I'm doing good. Great to have you on. I have I have a few questions. I yes, wanted sir. to jump in at the beginning, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back uh, to talk about your father. Um, yes, sir. I wanted to see what your perspective would be if Chairman Fred was alive on what's going on with the different movements throughout the United States 
for black liberation in the United States of America? What, what do you think his thoughts would be on and what's occurring against the people and the strategies that we're using now today? When I, when I hear that question, I, I automatically, my mind automatically went to, um, I thought about this quote that uh, Malcolm X had said, uh, I, may, I may be paraphrasing, but he said something to the effect that he couldn't even see himself being an old man, um, you, know, you, know, you know, being that um, he expected, you know, and, you know, and knew, you know, uh, you know, taken out of one, you know, because uh, it's hard to, it's hard to even envision as an old, as an older man. Uh, but um, I think I think look back at some one of my favorite, in fact, one of my favorite pieces. Uh, in this piece, the assassination of Chairman Fred. It's a it's a piece where Chairman Fred was struggling with this other organization about and stressing the importance of political education. Which Chairman Fred went on to say that an individual has to go through six weeks of political education before even considering themselves a member of the Black Panther Party. But he also talked about other dynamics like. <clears throat> Present state of uh, 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 Haiti, uh, and talking about you know Cuba and other you know, and, you know other things, and how he was really going into uh, uh, taking into account and utilizing uh, philosophical tool uh, dialectical materialism, and you know in particular that of understanding that we do not live in a bubble or, or, or and, and things do not remain stagnant. Like everything mm-hmm. is continuously you know uh, being born as well as they're dying and disintegrating. So he always had his ear to the ground. I mean, continuously. I'm talking about was able to, you know, take into account contradictions and, which, you know, and not dealing with absolutes. You know, there was, in fact, there was a situation um, in response to this uh, set Democratic Convention of 1968, and there was there was some struggles, some ideological struggles that, that occurred with such organizations as um, the Weathermen, the Students for Democratic Society, and what he, you know, you had some of the um, uh, white. Force from the white community, in particular, some forces in particular were reactionary. And it was, you know, you know, there were all type of discussions about, you know, like pissing the water balloons, doing, you know, doing certain activities. And Chairman Fred had, you know, had raised some criticisms that was not popular at the time. He, in fact, he had talked about, he said, you know, uh, you know, some of these individuals are talking about engaging in some activities, activities that are going to cause havoc to be brought down on, 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 a, on a black community, and they're going to be jacking up some valuable resources that could be utilized to bond out some real deal, you know, revolutionaries on some real deal work and do some real deal conditions. And so he was able to, you know, and not absolute, not, not, not challenging that of, you know, resistance, but always struggling to uh, pick out and strategically and scientifically assess, you know, time and location, and you know, uh, in particular, like leadership. In fact, even back to the uh, Rainbow Coalition, it's a concerted effort to devalue that in some sort of just group of different nationalities that just came together, which is which is not the case. Chairman Fred was very clear, and not in an egotistical type of way, but made it very clear the Black Panther Party was the vanguard party. In fact, he said we pay the cost to be the boss, and he you know, he uh, to uh, reemphasize that term. So just even to answer, to answer the question, it's always a case-by-case, case, you know, continuously, you know, putting it into the ground, call, you know, uh, seeing where the people are at at certain stages of the game. It's certain discussions even right now that we have in the city of Chicago that was difficult to have with people, say, a few months ago. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, certain countries are happening. And he was chairman for it. was all, I mean, for what I know, I study, I study him. And, I mean, uh, um, you know how he dealt with the, the various street organizations, uh, even down to, the, down to the dynamic of, him knowing who to take with him to go to certain meetings, like it's <laughs> real talk. It was certain, you know, even if it, even if it, even if it um, challenged 
the technical, technically speaking, like you know, positions like if this person uh, was uh, prescribed or um, um, defined as this position. Like for example, Deputy Minister of Health Ronald Doc Satchel, who's the Deputy Minister of Health, in fact, who's, uh, who was in the House when Chairman Perry was assassinated. Um, it was, you know, he, though he was Deputy Minister of Health, they say Chairman Frail, you know, would, would take Doc. Doc in that 45 would have been, you know, at different times. He, you know, he, he really, you know, you know, trusted Doc, and, and there were some other forces in the party that, technically speaking, were supposed to go certain places, like you know, like who some reactionary forces. Chairman Frail said, "No, we're not going to take this force here." So he really had to get to the ground on, on a continuous basis. So when when you're talking about absolute, you're saying that. At that time, and even if you're looking at now, the the mindset that he had, I'm not. I don't want to use the word flexibility, but he was able to make. I'm going to use like a football terminology. He was able to make game time adjustments based on yeah, what was going talking, on. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah well, okay, that's, yeah, excellent. Yeah. that's excellent. Yeah. Uh, my, my next question, and it could be touchy to some, but I think you'll be able to handle it. What's your thoughts? I know I, I see the work that you do in your organization. What's your thoughts about the old vanguard as far as the Black uh, Panther Party versus what's going on now, 2015, with the new Black Panther Party? Do you see any contradictions? Do you see any uh, uh, synchro synchronization? Or do you see uh, things that need to be changed with what's going on with, with, with the organization and the offshoots of the original Black Panther Party? Well, I'll say this in all humbleness. I mean, I, I, I know I can speak fast, but I speak fast, but I'll say it again. And I, I'm saying this in all humbleness. The Black Panther Party Cubs. You know, we see our, you know ourselves as an organization that's carrying on the legacy of the Black Panther Party. Okay. Um, the Black Panther Party itself, um, though it may be, may be, uh, may be attempts to often imitate it, never duplicate it. Um, and before, you know, as far as the Black Panther Party and the new Black Panther Party, or uh, I mean, uh, two, two different animals, two different, you know, two different animals, totally, uh, totally two different animals. Yeah. Well, so, so, since we have that, okay, since we having this conversation, we have mm -hmm. a lot of people that are listening. Can mm -hmm. can you can you give me some 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 divergent points uh, of the differences? You don't have to go, you know, you go as far as you want, but just for the people who are listening, because just for them to have an understanding, I know there's some people, young and old, that listen to our program. They have an understanding of a lot of the the, the planks and the mechanism and the velocity of the blank uh, of the original Black uh, Panther Party. Now, you, um, I know some might not even be aware of what you're doing, the carrying on a legacy. But I know there's a lot that's of that's younger not, people. That's not the either. <laughs> yeah, and but, but I know there's a lot of younger people. They, you know, the heir to the street is about this new Black Panther Party. So I just want you to give give the people that are listening what will be some of the crossroads or the divergent paths between the two two groups that you see? Well, I, I want to premise with this, but this, this being 2015, and, mm -hmm. you know, and there's certain uh, discussions that have been held in the past before, and, you know, and, um, I, 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 I struggle um, to reiterate one of, the, one of the statements of the Black Panther Party, which said that information is raw material for new ideas. Information is raw material for new, raw material for new ideas, and and kind of like sometimes when parents tell it, they, they they say, well, 
maybe you should get a used car first. So you, if you work for this money, you you appreciate and respect it more. I before I engage in certain discussions, first of all, a lot of people now when I talk, they say, Chairman, why you go to a whole thing? I just ask you a simple question. And I, 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 I say, well, ain't no cliff note to my class. <laughs> I say, you know, and, uh, and Chairman Fred Senior would say, he does a lot of talking because there are no foregone conclusions. And I think uh, I, I, I think the community also, we have to struggle, the, we have to struggle that the people have to put, we're going to play poker, people have to put skin in the game. You know, so the, the, first of all, there is some basis. I mean, some. I mean, it's just some. You can. I mean, just. I mean, I just talked to a sister a, a, a few, literally a few minutes ago, and she was saying, "We talking about still what happened in Chicago." And she said, "I told about you know my first jail. My, the person I was first locked up with was my mother. That was my first uh, cellmate." And she said, "Your mother went to jail?" I said, "Yeah." And she said, "Wow, the Chicago police been doing this all the time." And I said, "Well, you know, maybe this conversation. Sometimes maybe this conversation can be premature." Go to, especially so sometimes people just do a little research, especially in this stage of the game. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not no no techno no no technology buff. I don't know, but you got phones. You don't have to type. You don't have to type in. You can just say you know, you, you, you can say certain you know just say Black Panther Party or and, and certain. So at least with a comp, that I, I think that that's we have to call on our, on the people to do that. One of the, one of the things that the, um, some of the street organizations have said to me when I was, when I was held captive. In the chair of friend, we respect you and we listen to you when you call us on certain contradictions. The reason being because they said two two points. And one of the brothers said two points. He said, one, you don't call us on certain contradictions. And then when the police come, you don't know say you you, you, you you be silent. You, you say you're consistent. You, you, you call the contradictions out. He said, also, you do your research. You you study us. You know what I'm You say you know that you, you, you tell us you don't, you know, What's a, what's, what's a real member of a street organization? You just don't throw this blanket term out there. I'm this in this, this radio show. Y'all, I, I, there's some research been done. You also that's you know certain, you know, certain uh, pieces that you play that, that tells you something. About, so this, it, it opens the door for a better relationship. Mm-hmm. So that being said, we have to call on the community. And you know what I'm saying? That, this can cut a lot of fat from the meat. Just go look at the Black Panther Party. Uh, one guy, one of my, uh, I guess I got different forces. I got my Plan B forces, my Plan C forces. <laughs> one, one, cat, one, one group of cats that worked out there, I said, man, I think your information of the Black Panther Party came to you from a Bad Shaft movie. <laughs> I said, because you have no idea what the Black Panther Party is. You know so you, it's a dynamic, like, like what they call the gangs in Chicago. I told all these young brothers and sisters, I said, that's a misnomer. Misnomer, they ain't call these cats in gangs. I said, all these young brothers and sisters have not even seen the street organization. But before I can have a discussion with them, you have to, you know, they have to you know, I said, you have to put some work in. You have to, it takes a certain amount of humbleness mm-hmm. to do that. So, however, there's been a class piece that has existed for quite some time where it breeds a cockiness. Where you don't, you, you, you don't have to, you don't have to do it. You can just say this and there's no repercussion. A criminal psychologist said behavior is affected by consequences. Now, there's a lot of different individuals who used to one time there was a situation of protest in Chicago, an individual from another group was saying, Well, Chairman Fred, we mean you on the same thing, we represent the same the same thing. I said, You think so, bro? He said, Yeah, I said, Okay, I'm not gonna debate with you. So the so when we while the protests and the rebellions were happening, the news media said, Mr. Hampton, are you saying this individual is the same thing? I said, I'm not saying that, he's saying that. And that day, that individual's group that he was working with, their their funds, their grants got cut that day. And the, 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 he said, man, Chairman, why did you? I said, listen, I couldn't have told you that. The state, the state had to tell you that, had to tell you that we're different. And so the conditions are becoming intense now. The people are being forced to do some research. 
And it's not no, 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 you don't take no rocket science to figure out some of these questions. You know what I'm saying? People, sometimes people don't, some people ask certain questions. If you have to ask certain questions, no answer will suffice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel you on that. Uh, I got two more questions, but I'll ask you when we come back from the break. And then uh, let Elliot Elliot, uh, chime in after that. Okay, you know, before we go to the break, um, you mentioned something talking with the with the with the because I don't want to detract from what you're saying, Reg. I want you to stay on that path. But uh, Chairman Fred, you mentioned about the political education piece. Yes. And we see our people now, uh, because you know our people is uh, drawn to the Democratic Party like a moth to a flame, and (laughs) never get any type of concessions or promises to what they're going to do in reference to the situation that our people are find themselves in, in this country. But you see now Hillary Clinton uh, running around during the time when Michael Brown was killed and they confronted her or asked her about her opinion on what was going on. She had no opinion. She didn't say anything. Now all of a sudden uh, black lives matter and things like that. She's come out in uh, support of Rahm Emanuel. After all this stuff is breaking loose, mm-hmm. you know it's it's a serious need for our people mm-hmm. to be politically educated. Myself and Brother Reg are involved in a group, one million conscious Black voters and contributors, mm-hmm. with planks and demands to put forth to any politician in reference to the needs of our community. Talk about, in your opinion, the need for serious political education. Mandatory, mandatory, mandatory. You see. We also we must, as organizers in particular, must be very clear that we we cannot limit um, education to just simply the uh, conventional or uh, the designated you know, ways of you know educating okay. uh, people. You know, so we can't get limited by you know just the, um, the Robert Rules of Orders or different you know ruling class definitions. And uh, in fact, the Black Panther Party said that people learn best through observation and participation. And um, as I said earlier, we got use, use innovative tactics, and a lot of people come to grips, or you know, uh, are able to open up and listen. Because for education to happen, it takes a certain amount of humbleness. I mean, because you know, a lot of times you have this cockiness, like, well, you know, I, I know everything, you know, what I'm saying, you know, what I'm saying. And so, like, even with children, at a certain experience, they come and say, "Whoa, you know, I, you know, I, I see what you're saying now." And, that, and also, some people need an incentive. Now, there are some that just have a a thrive. You, you want to know, and this is sad. This is a sad reality. But the reality of a lot of people, when it hits them directly, you know, so they, you know, they, they, they willing, they willing to open up and you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, be uh, brought information. Contrary, and this is not just something within the black community. Contrary to what we are told in colonial schools that there was, you know, this, uh, this sentiment uh, throughout the American Revolution uh, from Patrick Henry, you know, give me liberty, give me liberty, give me death, and what you know, you know. The whole, you know, the uh, American Revolution that uh, people were engaged to, took this position. The reality is, the reality was that I'm going to quote this rapist Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> he said, he said, with the American Revolution, one third was for it, one third was against it, and one third went whichever way the wind blew. And that's the reality. <laughs> that's, 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 that's see, it's certain you can go. Some people are, you know, it takes certain situations because people get involved in struggle, become quote unquote conscious, one of three ways: inspiration, aspiration, or desperation. So we we, we must go with education, we, with structure, and organizing. We must come in as realists and recognize that okay, know your know your role, stay in your lane. 
know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I, I mentioned earlier my plan B gas, my plan C forces. I, you know, we have those different forces. Some of these forces can never be, they, in certain um, arenas, they, they know, you know what I'm saying? That's not, that's, not your, that's, not, that's not your thing. So the whole, but the, the, the respect, if nothing, if nothing else, the respect for political education. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I tell people, I say, my genre, what I represent, it's um, not a disrespect. It's a contempt for it. I was, uh, I think it was in Colorado, yeah, Denver one time, and this individual was taking this real lax liberal position, you know, about well, I should be just take, you know, whoever says they're Black Panthers, you know, just let it happen, you know, uh, don't trip on that. And I said, okay, I said, um, he, uh, he, he was from the uh, Muslim community, and I said, I'm gonna be right back, but I'm gonna go pray to the uh, to the South. And he said, whoa, what did you say? I said, I'll be right back. I said, you know, I say. You know, so we're going to pray to the South. And he, I said, I, I, did I offend you? He said, yes. I said, okay. I said, that was my intention. I said, with your religion, it's, you, you, you want to make sure you cross the T's and dot the I's. When I speak about, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to be sacrilegious, but I'm mm-hmm. about that what keeps, maintains me. When I, you know, say my genre, my religion, for lack of better terms, I said, there's a, there's a, a, def, a, a clarity within a definition for that. And, I, and he said, he said I, I hear what you're saying now. And so... <clears throat> I, this is, so just for even the respect and uh, uh, to understand the, the okay the political education is a is a must, and that's so even if, even if, even if people, um, in other words, the revolution has to trump reactionaryism. You, you follow what I'm saying? There must there must be a, a under, a understanding to be able to distinguish liberating from stealing, and these dynamics are important to understand. Okay, who's the leader? What's the leadership? And I'm not saying this in an egotistical way, but again. That dynamic of respect for political education, that, that, that the politics. In fact, Minister Epinuwa said that we must even politicize the gun. What makes our gun different from the police's gun? And, and, and understand also that everything, I repeat, everything is political. <laughs> Words, terms, fashion, music, you name it. You know what I'm saying? There was a situation last year at the International Revolutionary Day where the present mayor of Chicago, Ronald Emanuel, literally sent this uh, individual to disrupt our event. You know what I'm saying? This is a, uh, a reactionary, this, this, uh, a, a, a former rapper. A lot of people just took it as just that, or just a rapper. She's just, she just, she just upset. Now it's been exposed how this is a political maneuver. And that's something that with our community a lot of times, we attempt to detach different dynamics and say, well, that's just football, or that's just a song. Well, that's just clothing. Well, that's just the name of an organization. Well, this person just had the news just comes on at this time. We must struggle to understand that everything is political. <laughs> Ain't no ducking and dodging that. Ain't no everything. I mean, the, 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 everything. The, 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 who they who they bring up as spokespersons? When they bring them up? The time that they deploy uh, the sharpness of the light to go down and uh, to be sitting down to Ferguson or, or Mike Brown town. What groups they raise up? What entertainers that you see? Why they? You know, say why? Who gets the press time? What quote unquote activists are brought? That's political. That's political. <laughs> and once we understand that, we can agree by force and by choice. We will see at, at, at minimum a reverence, a respect for it, again, because it's intertwined every aspect of our life, or better yet, every aspect of our existence, because Marvin Gaye Gay said, this ain't living. <laughs> We're going to take a brief break, and when we come back, you can get involved in the conversation at 215-253-7263. That's 215-253-7263. 
the chairman is with us, Fred Hampton Jr. Get involved in the conversation. We'll be right back. tuned in to the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts and live program scheduling, visit us on the web at blacktalkradionetwork.com. All Insurance Incorporated, an African-American owned and operated insurance agency and business for over 20 years, located at 231 Southeastern Road in Glenside, PA, with other offices in Germantown and West Philadelphia. Call now for commercial insurance quotes, homeowners insurance quotes, automobile insurance quotes, notary and tax services, representing over 15 major A-rated insurance companies, offering a discount on all notary services when you call in for a free quote. Call this number, 21 21- 215-885-2444. That number is 215-885-2444. 215-885-2444. All Insurance Incorporated. Before your roof becomes unruly, call Dooley. Dooley Brothers, specializing in shingle, rubber roofs, gutters, downspouts, and vinyl sidings. Call for your free estimate today, 215-224-3882. That's 215-224-3882. Dooley Brothers Roofing, the roofing experts you can trust. That number again, 215-224-3882. 215-224-3882. Before your roof becomes unruly, call Dooley. What is in one million brothers and sisters who are tired of the same old rhetoric, the same old leaders, the same old ways of dealing with political and economic empowerment? If you realize that nobody's going to save black people but us, if you understand that no existing political party prioritizes the best interests of African Americans as a collective, if you believe that leadership is as leadership does, and this means that the best leaders for the black collective must come from the ranks of those in place and hold the best interests of black people foremost and uttermost, if you understand that black people must develop the mindset and the will to finance their own racial uplift organizational efforts, then get involved with one million conscious black voters and contributors. The movement is now. Go to www.iamoneofthemillion.com. That's www.iamoneofthemillion.com. Get 
for an awakening we're joining conversation this evening with social activist and founder of POCC and BPPC the chairman Fred Hampton Jr. POCC is prisoners of conscious committee and BPPC is the Black Panther Party Cubs tonight we're in conversation with the chairman Fred Hampton Jr. And let's go to the phones, 215 area code. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, Brother Richard from Philadelphia. How are you, Richard? Hi. And once again, Elliot and Reggie, thank you for um, bringing uh, to us this um, brother, the chairman, um, Fred Hampton Jr., because it, it helps continue to keep us uh, stimulated, if not um, kind of enriched to continue on and living a good life. Uh, so, uh, Kevin Hammond, I'm, I, I really don't really have, I have a question, but your core speaks to everything that I believe, so I really don't have a question. But this is what I'll, I'll formulate just to, to continue the dialogue. It seems that we, a certain group of black people um, in the diaspora, specifically in North America, have been treated as what they're calling now a non um, if you don't have, we don't have control over land, but we're being treated by the state as if we're a national entity. And um, the whole thing of the police aggression 
powers being used against me. And the thought that came to me was to ask you, since, if, since we are in our history, I like that phrase you said, phrase to the South, uh, uh, since we are, what would you say is our strategic aspect? Well, uh, uh, last, last part of that question again, brother. Uh, what, what would you say is the, our strategic asset? Okay. Hmm. Again, um, first, first of all, right on for the call, brother. Um, I, I don't, I don't want to seem like I'm vague, but really, I, we really can't afford the luxury, uh, I guess, um, the good absolute, so just... Um, Simplified, to, you know what I'm saying? Um, but, well, you know what? Betty, well, I don't want to sound cliches, but I'm mean, the people. <laughs> That's not, I don't want to sound too cliches, but the people are our best asset. The people are our best security. The people. I agree are, with. I, yes. I, I'm glad you said it. I agree. Yes. So yes. that's why the I said it's a non-question yes. question. Yes, the people. Yes, the people. And, that, and that's and that's something that um, is, is important to just be stated, especially in this stage of the game, because. With all the technology, it's something, the technology and um, the different ways that people see that they organize and through, you know, social media and so on and so forth. It's an asset that can be overlooked, you know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and it's something, excuse me, that, that, that be to be overlooked. It's an asset that never can be overlooked again. Yes, the people, the people. And, 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 and if, I, if I may go on, do you think, and I'm looking at Your voice is fading just a little bit, Richard. Okay. Can you? There's a new oligarchy Good. class. They're younger, um, maybe even wealthier, um, and they they have a vision, and they have a move and movement. Do you think that they're in alignment? And I'm saying, I have to say globally, and you did place it in that kind of context, that they're they're prepared to have large populations of prisons outside of factory prison places, meaning that we can have neighborhoods or even nations that are uh, operated like prisons mm-hmm. without actually sending people to prison. Mm-hmm. And they'd be okay with that. Mm-hmm. You, you see what... Um Perforation of um, the house arrest. Yes, uh, sir. Contradiction uh, with people now, and it's and, and some you know, uh, taking, you know, if, not taking the full context. We've been snatched up and held captive so much, impacted in places like the infamous Cook County Jail, packed on top of each other like squeezed being like sardines, or you know, or back, or rec, um, harkening back to the days of the, of the slave ships. That it's a um, People see there's a benefit now to be released and placed on house arrest, and it's not uncommon to go to any household within our communities. Uh, see, um, the, the police, uh, parole agencies, and the likes coming in at any given time, checking, you know, what I'm saying, calling for um, uh, arbitrary uh, urine, urine drops, um, coming through, you know, asking who's in the house. It's not uncommon to see sisters on public transportation with um, the band. You know, around around their ankles, and so this is a whole. You know, it's a whole different. You know, type of dynamic. You, you see, it, it even terms like curfew. Is you, you know, what I'm saying like um, it's, it's it's common. Like, you know, adults 
You know, so I, had to, I had to check in. I can't have to, I had to um, modify my schedule. I can't be out. You know, what I'm saying on, on this this day at this particular time. So you 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 can see the the, the impact. You know, what I'm saying just even with the house arrest contradiction. And so it's not it's not far fetched. You know, what I'm saying, to see you know again entire you know you know states and you know set aside just you know just to be open for that you know the concentration camps. And, and my last question, Ellie, if, if you don't mind. No, no problem. Um, um, because um, in which you you bring to mind, uh, brother uh, Kwame Torres, um thinking that I'm, I'm raising about the internal contradiction, um, class contradiction, yeah, um, between. And I hate to use this term, you know, but it comes to mind the petty bourgeoisie class, because Elliot raised about the convention. Mm-hmm. And um, that's coming, and it seems it it's, it seems more intense. And, and when I'm looking at the quote unquote younger generation, that they will be scarily, but they will be in alignment with um, um, this suppression out of their own trying to trying to get their own secure living because they're under so much college debt. Because there is no job, I think I heard that they're they're possibly projecting that they're going to pay people, but they don't have no place for them to work. So, but internally, where at one point that uh, there was that class that, even though they had a different interest, they they did work in cooperation. Do you see the intensification and separation of that group? And they don't have to be middle class; they don't have to be educated. But that group that really would be um, clearly more intense about not dealing with the question of letting us have liberation on our own terms. Oh, without without a doubt, there, there's this, this is this is a um, historical contradiction yes, that sir. we've had to we, you know we've had to deal with it, we have to grapple with. Um, and it's something that, you know, um, it's a touchy subject. In fact, I say a lot of times I think our community, I think we speak French too much at the wrong <laughs> times. We say we, 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 and we're not, you know, actually, we don't actually have the same interest. And there's something that in any community in regards, you know, fighting for self-determination, um, you know, whether, whether, whether we're talking about, you know, in, uh, the Kenya and the Mau Mau's and, and, uh, the Mau Mau's and Kenya, the uh, the country, uh, uh, Kim Il Sung, North Korea, South Korea, uh, Ho Chi Minh, Giap, uh, North Vietnamese, South Vietnamese. So, and but, however, the deal is in a lot of the other cases, by being actually declared war, these classifications are more. Uh, the state even acknowledges, you know, saying that the difference. They might not, they might not say the class contradiction. They might, they they would acknowledge the uh, distinction within the, within the people. Something that's been to uh, a detriment with the, with the non communities that we uh, we are, we are, you know we, again we we constantly bombarded with this whole um, we're force fed fertilizer where we are force fed fertilizer to aspire to be something that even the state itself doesn't even practice this whole thing about this we're all together and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and we, we uh, is you know, opposed to like. Acknowledging contradictions, whether it be in Rwanda, uh, whether it be in Chicago, Detroit, you name it. Acknowledge these contradictions because without acknowledging them, you pay the price of the state being able to exploit them. 
You know what I'm saying? They sport these contradictions. So just simply acknowledging them, you know, um, it was a situation. I, I was I was actually going to write a piece about it. These, these two biological sisters, and it was you know, and two totally different, two class interests, totally different. Totally different. We got uh, um, Chairman Fred and, his, and uh, uh, one of his, his siblings in particular, and it's something that we have to be able to acknowledge and be realistic about. You know, what I'm saying for whatever the case would be, experiences or lack of experiences, whatever the case may be, it's something that we have to acknowledge. So if we don't, it's something that the, the, the system, the ruling class, will take and exploit. But no doubt about it. Um, it's something, it's something that, that we, we we want to deal with. But deal with. But let me add this. Let me add this also. I earlier earlier on in my life, I I made the error of believing that simply of equating resources or money to actually to believing that that that, that, that um, mandated whatever type of whatever whatever class line or best uh, interest of individual work uh, uh, took. In other words. Just because someone has, uh, you see, like, in particular, let's go with uh, a lot of these different young, uh, uh, youngsters in the hip hop genre. You will see all the access to a lot of these resources or whatever, um, as in the case, and you automatically just say, okay, they all have a petty bourgeoisie line, or just because people don't have money, they they have a mass line. But that's not the case, you know what I'm saying? Again, uh, uh, we must we must be able to distinguish money from power as also money from the, uh, uh, the political line. The way you, the way you, as Field Marshal George Jackson said, the way individual views and deals of money can depict or express their, you know, their class interests or the political line. But however, again, uh, there, we cannot, don't, no limit, no limit, limited to just that. Uh, again, everything is political. And I, I recall a situation I was when I was held captive in one of the prisons. Excuse me, again, one of the concentration camps. And, I, and, this, and this guy, this individual, he was. I said, I can't believe this guy was going through the same horrid conditions that I was going through. I said, he must. Uh, he would walk through. He, his mind, he, he said, he was not in. He said, this was not prison. This was like a school for him. And, he, and the way he walked, the way he dealt with the guards, you know. He, I said, this guy is insane. He has a a real relationship or aspiration you know, with the state. So I went to the cage, to the cell. He was at. I said, this guy, his toilet is backed up. The water is running all over the floor. He doesn't have any. I said, he's going through the same conditions I'm going through. However, he views it different. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a different vested interest. You know, say how he aligns with the state. And I, 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 and I asked him. I said, "You keep saying this is a school, dude." I said, "Can you go home after school?" You know, I, I said, "I'm clear. I'm held captive in the concentration camp." But it was a whole different politics that he had. And we have to also look. You know, look for the warning signs. There's a, there's a quote in this movie one time where it says, "Individuals who, who wear rose-colored glasses or rose-colored lenses." In life, even warning flags or red flags simply appear to be regular flags to them. The class contradiction is expressed in so many ways, and lots of we don't see it coming to you. It's directly articulated. Listen to, I mean, listen to, listen to the lyrics of the slave Z's, like you call the Jay Z's, or the Nicky Gabards. Listen to the aspirations. Listen to the aspirations. They tell you what you say. The fact that the fact that this 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 criminal slave Z has a, a, a record label, Rockefeller Records, in New York. Mm-hmm. Rockefeller Records in New York. I mean, mm-hmm. that's not we go into the whole history of the Rockefeller family regime. I'm talking about just the, a, a, a Governor Nelson Rockefeller alone, the role in uh, uh, Attica, 1971, alone, 1971, uh, Attica, uh, Attica uh, uprising, alone. And you look at who they aspire to be. It, 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 we must acknowledge it through the door. Yes, sir. 
Yeah, no, no, I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I, that they came up to me, and I, even to project, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm adamant in our narrative, focusing in our historical self, or at least creating it, because that helps us create our strategy. But when you say you're looking at the Illuminati as your secret society, and here the people have been on the planet first, it would seem that they would have secret societies and societies of secrets. And even if you don't know them, you can create them, but you're going to go to what everybody is pointing to, which is the ruling, the ruling class that says, whether they're real or not, gain their wealth off of our back. Exactly. That don't make sense. Exactly. I mean, I mean and, and, and here, people on the bus, on the, on the streetcar, young people, they're analyzing and justifying uh, the support. Okay, I, 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 I appreciate I appreciate you, brother, and I appreciate you, Elliot, and, and ready to let me um, um, get some more insight. Brother uh, Richard, thank you, thank you thank for you your call, call and call again, brother. I, I, I don't answer. I, um, it was a situation. I, I mean, I got into like a, a minor fist fight in New York with this cat one time when it was the stadium was being built, the Barclays uh, Center, uh, and people it was saying, "Well, this is Jay Z's." You know, this is, I said, "No, Jay Z's just a front for this." And you know, you look at the history of the Barclays and um, and then uh, the, the, the stadium. But you, the deal is, we uh, we a lot of the people, the mass people who who want to unite on the, on who who, who want to unite with the mass of the people, they the, the political venue the apparatus is, a lot of times is not articulated to them, not laid out for them, and they can feel it. They say, no, I don't, I don't dig that song. I don't, I don't, I don't that, that term. Um, with that lyric he said about this, it doesn't doesn't it doesn't jive with me too correctly. I don't like. And the deal is, the state will continuously struggle to make sure that our venues are not acknowledged. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the brother, uh, I think brother Reggie had pointed out earlier that uh, had pointed out that some people are not familiar you know, with the work you know, uh, the Black Panther Party Cubs is doing. I said, this, and, I, and I agree, it's not by happenstance. It's strategically done. So I would even go back to the, the question my position earlier was the people we must struggle with the people. To acknowledge that there's a war being waged on us, and that it's a reason why you're not going to hear about certain organizations, why you're going to hear about certain entertainers. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's not about happenstance that you would you would know more about Bill Cosby as opposed to Richard Pryor you know, in the states. You would, you would know about certain organizations as opposed to Black Panther Party, and because the deal is the state, as, as, uh, as they articulated one time, and I think it was like the '80s. And uh, the witty cereal was talking about um, placing Muhammad Ali on the front of the Wheaties box. And the interviewer said, why would you do that now? Muhammad Ali was an extraordinary athlete, you know, decades ago, a decade ago, you know, uh, years ago. And um, the representative of Wheaties said, well, we're going to do it now because he's safe. <laughs> and in so many cases, this, you know what I'm saying, there are safe entertainers, uh, safe organizations, uh, reactionary representatives raised up for uh, a community. So the people must always, at least, if nothing else, say, wait a minute, if the state is promoting this, if they're giving them airtime all the time, you know what I'm saying, it's a telltale sign, let me go do some research on my own, what's really happening, especially in this stage of the game. You know what I'm saying, you, know, you got phones, you can just type in certain things or just say certain things, and, and, and go back and do, look at the root of it and say, wait a minute, if this is this, you know what I'm saying, like I tell like some of the young brothers, they be calling, they say, gangs in Chicago, I say, look, brother, look, 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 so this is not, this is, these are squads, these are cliques. Let me give you some history of some real organizations. You know what I'm saying? And this is a, if you know what I'm saying, this is this is a home cooked meal. You know, what I'm this is not a meal, you know, and it's important that it's laid out so the people themselves on their own can do some um, 
um, critical analysis and say, wait a minute, this doesn't connect with this. If you if you're telling me this is this is a revolutionary organization, this is how it's supposed to operate, you know. And so we want we want to lay it out with the people themselves can be able to, you know, saying acknowledge these contradictions. We're gonna take a brief break, and when we come back, get involved in the conversation at two one five two five three seven two six three. That's two one five two five three seven two six three. I know Brother Reg had a couple other things that he wanted to uh, jump in with, and uh, we got kind of sidetracked, but uh, we'll pick it up right after the break with uh, Chairman Fred Hampton Jr. Get involved in the conversation at two one five two five three seven two six three. We'll be right back. You are tuned in to the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts and live program scheduling, visit us on the web at blacktalkradionetwork.com. All Insurance Incorporated, an African-American owned and operated insurance agency and business for over 20 years. Located at 231 Southeastern Road in Glenside, PA, with other offices in Germantown and West Philadelphia. Call now for commercial insurance quotes, homeowners insurance quotes, automobile insurance quotes, notary and tax services. Representing over 15 major A-rated insurance companies. Offering a discount on all notary services when you call in for a free quote. Call this number, 21 21- 215-885-2444. That number is 215-885-2444. 215-885-2444. All Insurance Incorporated. Before your roof becomes unruly, call Dooley. Dooley Brothers, specializing in shingle, rubber roofs, gutters, downspouts, and vinyl sidings. Call for your free estimate today, 215-224-3882. That's 215-224-3882. Dooley Brothers Roofing, the roofing experts you can trust. That number again, 215-224-3882. 215-224-3882. Before your roof becomes unruly, call Dooley. The economic philosophy of black nationalism only means that we should own and operate and control the economy of our community. You would never find, you can't open up a black store in a white community. White man won't even patronize you. And he's not wrong. He's in, he got sense enough to look out for himself. And you, you don't have sense enough to look out for yourself. The white man, the white man is too intelligent to let someone else come and gain control of the economy of his community. But you will let anybody come in and control the economy of your community. Control the housing, control the education, control the jobs, control the businesses uh, under the pretext that you want to integrate. No, you're out of your mind. The political, the economic philosophy of black nationalism only means that we have to become involved in a program of re-education to educate our people into the importance of knowing 
that when you spend your dollar out of the community in which you live, the community uh, in which you spend your money becomes richer and richer. The community out of which you take your money becomes poorer and poorer. And because these Negroes who have been misled, misguided, are breaking their necks to take their money and spend it with the man, the man is becoming richer and richer, and you're becoming poorer and poorer. And then what happens? The community in which you live becomes a slum. It becomes a ghetto. The conditions become run down. And then you have the audacity to, com to complain about poor housing in a run-down community. Why, you run it down yourself when you take it down. This is what we have to do. Now, the other thing we'll have to do is this. Always anchor our external direct action. with the power of economic withdrawal. Now, we are poor people. Individually, we are poor when you compare us with white society in America. We are poor. Never stop to get that collectively, that means all of us together, collectively we are richer than all the nations in the world with the exception of nine. Did you ever think about that? After you leave the United States, Soviet Russia, Great Britain, West Germany, France, and I can name others, American Negro collectively is richer than most nations of the world. We have an annual income of more than $30 billion a year, which is more than all of the exports of the United States and more than the national budget of Canada. Did you know that? That's power right there if we know how to pool it. Children are concerned. Now, if you are not prepared to do that, we do have an agenda that we must follow. And our agenda calls for withdrawing economic support from you. And so as a result of this, we're asking you tonight to go out and tell your neighbors not to buy Coca-Cola in Minnesota. Go by and tell them not to buy sealed test milk. Tell them not to buy what is all the bread, Wonder Bread. And what is all the bread come to dressing? Tell them not to buy hearts bread. As Jesse Jackson has said, up to now, only the garbage men have been feeling pain. Now we must kind of redistribute the pain. Now, not only that, we've got to strengthen black institutions. I call upon you 
to take your money out of the banks downtown and deposit your money in Tri-State Bank. We want a bank-in movement in Memphis. Go buy the Savings and Loan Association. I'm not asking you something that we don't do ourselves in SCLC. Judge Hooks and others will tell you that we have an account here in the Savings and Loan Association from the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. We are telling you to follow what we are doing. Put your money there. You have six or seven black insurance companies here in the city of Memphis. Take out your insurance there. We want to have an insurance in. Now, these are some practical things that we can do. We begin the process of building a great economic base. And at the same time, we are putting pressure where it really hurts. I ask you to follow through here. Now let me say as I move to my conclusion that we've got to give ourselves to this struggle until the end. Nothing would be more tragic than to stop at this point in Memphis. We've got to see it through. Welcome back to Time for an Awakening, and we're joined by the chairman, Fred Hampton, Jr. We're in conversation talking about things happening in Chicago, other things, uh, a various uh, a myriad of different uh, issues affecting our community. And it's kind of ironic that we're listening to the voice of Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. Uh, he shared, both of those men share something in common with Fred Hampton Sr., your father, because all three of them were murdered by the same state-sponsored terrorist or terrorist that has harbored uh, 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 terrorists uh, that have committed acts and atrocities against some of the leaders of our people. I, I think our people have to realize exactly what's going on and has been going on almost since our inception into this country, that we've been an unwanted people here, and it's been entities that have been trying to get rid of us out of society since we've been here. So I, I think that we have to look at these things as as you stated, uh, Chairman Fred Hampton, uh, weapons uh, or, or, or attacks, different uh, uh, attacks being launched against our people. We have to look at these things a little bit differently, and then we can plan strategies to counterattack uh, these things that are going on. Uh, Brother Reg, jump in here because you had uh, one or two other things you want to mention, and uh, uh, you know we, we're talking about other things, and, and uh, we got a uh, uh, call involved. But uh, finish up what you were you were talking about, Reg. Yeah, brother, brother Hampton. Um, what I wanted to ask you when we're talking about self-determination and also uh, a revolutionary mindset and revolution actions. Mm -hmm. I know what the Black, Black Panther Party's Breakfast Club 
this was a had a direct impact on our children's our children excuse me their mind them be able to get the proper education without having a hungry belly mm-hmm. and, and also an action for them to be able to duplicate when, duplicate when they get older um i want to put a statement out to you and i just want to get your response your feedback would you say that a revolutionary act that uh that black men and women could do is bringing their children up, taking care of their children and doing right by their children in 2015 and moving forward. It was always, it was, it, um, again, with dialectical materialism, um, recognizing things will stay the same. You have to always take it to context, taking the context, the situation, the individuals, the settings, so on and so forth. Wouldn't they, and I even and even organize it. I, you know, saying I, I, I would. Uh, um, what may be a revolutionary act for, like, um, with, with various organizations? I, I take into account. Okay, what are they dealing with? What their options, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. You have to. Some people, are, a lot of people, are under un, like um, uncontested conditions, and so the deal is, what are the what are the, what are the conditions that they are combating? And well, let the record reflect all of our people, regardless, regardless of class. Mm-hmm. There is a uh, that, that's that's it is contested. I mean, we, we every day we are in a battle for you know children for the, to be children, women to be women, men to be men, and black people are under, are under attack. No doubt about it. Um, and but it's um, I I don't want to draw the foregone conclusion that. All the packaging in many cases may look good. That's in fact, in fact, that's a, that's a quote unquote luxury that those uh, the petty bourgeoisie are able to afford. Where it may mm-hmm. seem everything is good, but the the, the, uh, 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 the, the, um, the contradictions and the drama remain. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah, it's, it's there. So I get in a sense I would say so, but however I want to. But well, let, let me sim- let me simplify the question then. Let me yes, let me yes, ask yes, let me ask it to you this yes. way. Because I do, I do understand how you how you're answering it, mm-hmm. and I'm not trying to blanket it. So let me let me uh, start it out this way. Okay. Um, we're talking about all strata classes for Black people, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not really talking about um, if you if you have a lot of money versus you don't have a lot, a lot of money. Just the money, just the the money could be equalizing some of the problems, but I'm just talking about the basic tenets of the treatment of our children and looking at them and their responsibility and duties in the future. And and we're looking at it. So what I'm saying is if you're a father, you have a child, right? Mm -hmm. Um, If you're out in the street talking about police brutality, talking about different things, I know that there could be nuances in the situation, but I'm just talking about a black man that's not taking care of his father his son, but he's he's working, he's doing all the other things that you see. He's at rallies, he's 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 living his life, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what I'm just asking you the question is because I, I'm thinking, I'm not saying this is across the board problem solve. I'm looking at it as one switch or change that we could start promoting that could have an impact for our community as a as a revolutionary step. Men taking care of your children, your response, your responsibility. I'm not talking about 
what I'm talking about. There could be nuances between the relationship between a man and a woman, but I'm saying, even with those factors being involved, you taking care of your child. A woman, if you have a child, right? You might have a bad relationship with the father. The father didn't do right by you. You might have some issues from your childhood, but you're not taking that out on a child that does not have anything to do with that. So you would uh, uh, watch how you talk to your child, the stuff that you're and putting putting in their mind. You won't be cussing at your child. You know, you would look and value your child. You look and value your child. You send your your children to a school and you want the teachers to value your child, but in your home environment, because the pressure that you're under, which which we all understand, you don't have the value for, for, for your children. I'm just putting that out there as an example. Well, you, um, I remain, I'm, I, I struggle to always provide objective analysis. Okay. And you're touching, and you're touching on some, some something that I've struggled, you know, that, you know I struggle, you know, even some, um, Former family members, I've had some struggles with about you know, in particular okay. with the, the youth, and it, mm-hmm. and, it, and, it, and, it, and it cuts. And because I'm real particular about in defense of those who, you know, uh, are not able to defend for themselves, particularly the children in our community, and I also look at look at it look at in, in, in uh, context that at a certain you know, the brain is, you know, is like um, you know you know it's, it's it's formulated, it's being formed in certain, you know, you've been impacted, you know what I'm saying? And, I, you know, and it's a struggle. We, so many people we have about the impact, you know, um, that a lot of individuals that, you know, send, um, the, the damage that is done, uh, the children, you know, the children in particular, you can literally see, like, you know, you can see the baggage being carried, you know, a lot of adults now, you know what I'm saying, from, you know, mm-hmm. previous situations. And, yeah. it, and, it's, and it's a, it's a gut hitting contradiction, you know, and I, um, so I'm, I'm an advocate. For that about you know you know struggling about you know whatever you want to do as an adult do your thing, but when it comes to the, the upcoming generations, I have a real you know so and I'm a real uh, uh, it, it hits a spot you know what I'm saying, okay. and um so that's 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 definitely but I want to I'm I, I, I always try to put stuff in this, you know objective analysis and okay. I was, so that's why I was saying like it's, I want to point out but it should be also inclusive. Because nothing lives nothing you know operates simply like in in a, in a bubble a vacuum mm-hmm. it's like um, I recall struggling with this um, one of a, a former comrades, and I was uh, it was on the West Coast, and within the household, it was a you know uh, the setting that you know saying the um, imagery, you know, saying everything was good, you know, saying certain you know things about our culture, our people was being laid out to the youngsters, and she taught at one of the schools that was like the worst school in that particular area, and when I went to the school with her, you know, saying it was chaos, you know, and, and, and uh. And it was a, a big burly like it was a Mexicano guy in security like doing security with these children. I, and I first walked in, I said, first of all, he has he has to leave. I said, this is a statement to these children. You know, say so he has to leave. That you know. So, and I told her before, I say, you you I I say which I say not knocking you, sis. I said, but certain things that you are that you can relate to the, to the children here in the household is like a disease that's contained. It's not airborne. It's under uncontested conditions. You know, you know, I say, but to, to be able to, to deal with these 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 youth at this school, they have to deal with all type of other contradictions. You know, you know I'm saying the police pulling them over every day. You know, you know what I'm saying it's all, and that's that's the that's supposed to be inclusive in the conversation because a lot of times uh, we can. I, 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 I talk about I harken back as a child. I say on the few images. In fact, I had a conversation with Eric Monte, the writer for uh, the TV show Good Times, 
and I was saying James Evans was one of the few show, few male images that we've seen, black male images. However, it never showed James Evans even outside the household. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? with those outside. And that's the real world. I know in my office. In fact, we say our office is the streets. And our real calls 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And these, this is something that, you know what I'm saying, that we, uh, uh, some forces, they're not subjected to the, 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 the Department of Children and Family Services. They're not subjected to, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the woman so she, she get a bigger check, you know what I'm saying, if uh, the male is gone. These are dynamics that must be inclusive also in this conversation. And not, because a lot of people, it may be seen that they're doing a great job, but they are under uncontested conditions. Mm-hmm. You, you follow what I'm saying? Yeah, and I'm so that must be like like a lot of, like a, a lot of the quote unquote conscious artists, the conscious you know what I'm saying? They uh, they 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 uh they, I, I told I, I told a few of them before. I said, do you think it's coincidental coincidental that they drop you off in places like Germany and other places uh, uh, to start your tour off because you're not in, in you're not in the community of the black you know within the black community. And a shadow a shadow boxer is a champ if you ask him or her. You know what I'm saying? Cause they, you know, now when they get under contested conditions. And these children in particular, especially, especially this day's the game, they are under contested conditions. At 7 o'clock, between 7 o'clock a.m. and 8 o'clock a.m., you, you call Chicago, Detroit, Kansas City, wherever you call, Clear Channel is specifically bombarding them with so many propaganda bombs. <laughs> they are going to be raped, murdered, and killed before they get to school that morning. This is outside of the household. Even the, even the parent does everything, take and wash, make the breakfast for me, the lunch, the, all these things that you know, the, the, the TV, the, the, the perfect, the, 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 the quote-unquote, even the, the, the hustables, the, the, go through all these dynamics. But when they come into these good times, realities, when they come into these uh, uh, southwest side of Chirac realities, they come into these Nicky Gabarges or Slave Z's or fake or, or, or little slave propaganda bombs, when they come into these realities of these uh, uh, individuals being raised up in spokespersons form. These are that. They come to these video games where you just shoot, you kill people all day. When they come into the 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 the, uh, the, uh, the jargon and the, the conversations on the, uh, the public transportation, when they come into the reality of their parents telling them, "Son, pick you, put your pants up. Don't sag. We'll put your pants up." You when they go outside on the street and the police pull their pants down on City Night the Cottage Grove on the south side of Chicago in the middle of December when it's 15 degrees below zero, strip them naked. And stick their hands up their, 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 their backsides and their granny private parts. These are, they, not to want to be too embarrassed to talk about it. It's the breaking parts. They may, they may come on and play along with it. But this is the reality. This is the dynamics that are penetrating these, the, 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 the impacting uh, uh, these children. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I'm hesitant to say that word because it's like, uh, the, the movie Beasts of No Nation. That was, a, that was a, you know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 not these youngsters who the family may, you know, did well with their children. We see this in Liberia and other places with the child soldiers. The, the family was doing, but imperialism penetrates that. That's something that must be acknowledged. And it hurts to have that conversation because being oppressed is embarrassing. Especially with our youth, especially with our children. Mm-hmm. Our children look at us as we can, we can, we can do, uh, uh, govern it, do anything. So to have these type of conversations and to be upfront about it, to at least acknowledge this with our children also. And then there are some of those who are afforded, they, they have the class luxury where at least they are able to mask these contradictions and then you don't see them really blatantly until, you know what I'm saying, um, 
time reviewing this other than the likes. Okay. I, I have one follow. I have one follow up question. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. My, my follow up question on, on this same thread. Um, there's a hip hop artist that I that, that is out of Houston that I like to listen to. He just uh, came out with a new album. His name's K Reno, and he was uh, talking about. And actually, we probably try to play the song next week. I try to get it over to Elliot. He was talking about everything is real until the police show up, and and basically, with the the the, the context of the of, of the of the song is, you know, a lot of black people they say what they're going to do, what they're not going to do, but when the cops show up, it's a whole different conversation, a whole different action. Mm-hmm. But it's different. But it's different when it, when we're dealing with our own. And what I wanted to ask you. When you're talking, when you were talking about real gangs early on, how they were constructed, organized, and 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 mobilized, each, mobilized and moved out in the community in a certain type of way versus what you see now. Um, I want to know your thoughts about us staying alive. I know when you're talking about revolution and and and, and resistance and struggle that there there's going to be casualties, there's going to be losses. Is part of that, but what's your thoughts about the other side for us? Is it, you know, I know it's a dynamic, and I know you don't speak in absolutes. It's just something that's been I've been like toying with with my mind for the last month and a half. You know, is it the act right now that we should be telling we need our children to think, we need our grown men to think strategically how to stay alive, or is it just to go blindly? Even if we have to do something for the struggle, but without thinking, because I'm uh, I'm saying there's a lot of organizations, there's a lot of individual black mm-hmm. folks that are not thinking in any sort of strategic construct. They're thinking reactionary, and mm-hmm. as a result of their reaction, which I'm not going to say is actually wrong, you know, but they're they're no longer here, and that has an impact on their family. It has an impact on on, on 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 our black people and all in, in general, and I just want to know what your thoughts are on that. Um, reactionary reactionary is, is I mean it has its place, mm-hmm. and again, the whole deal about structure and uh, question. I mean, first of all, mind you that that question about standing. You know, you talking to a person that definitely I definitely didn't think I was going to make it this. I was going to be alive this long. I done kissed the casket, tangled with torch and dance of death, all sorts of situations. I, in fact, I remember one time um, in prison, again the concentration camp. Many of my letters, my prison letters, were like wheels. I was, you know, designating what my, you know, was to go to who. I, I, I didn't believe I was going to come out of the concentration camps alive. Um, so, I, in fact, I think I think I'm riding up fumes. A lot, you know, a lot, you know, it's been you know, um, assassination attempts on my life. It's a number of different things, mm-hmm. but. Um, that's where I'm coming from. But even as a child, I always had this thing. I mean, this young guy who I grew up with, um, and I used to always tell him, man, I refuse to be a one-liner in the Chicago Defender. And this was a big thing, when, you know, um, the, the, the paper would put people's names in the paper, you know what I'm saying, such and such died. And some, and some people looked up to it, like, man, wow, such and such is, you know, is famous. They're in the paper. I said, yeah, but, he, you know, he did. But, you know, and I always said, you know, I refuse just to be a one-liner in Chicago Defender. Chairman Fred's tombstone is shot up annually every year by law enforcement right now to this day. He was assassinated at the age of 21 years old. Even in depth, he's still shaking the system up. And there's a difference between living and existing. 
And I forget who said also, a, a patience has its limits. After a while, it, 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 it becomes cowardice. So you have, we have to always assess, you know what I'm saying, does, does it balance out? You know what I'm saying, What's the, you know, what is this for, you know? I told one of um, leadership, we had a situation one time, it, kind of, it became an antagonistic situation. Uh, one of the leadership one of the street organizations in Chicago when I was New York, when I was, we was organizing what we refer to as the tribe truces, not the peace treaties, but the tribe truces. And this one individual was really antagonistic against it. And, it, and a lot of times you think people just be a reactionary, and sometimes you'd be surprised at who's pulling the strings, you know, so why they, why they can't do certain things, why they have to go along with certain things. So I was bringing this out, exposing why this guy was always pushing against the, the truces that we, we, we formulated. And he made a comment to me, he said, well, yeah, man, Cat said, "You crazy, man." I said, "Yeah." He said, "Yeah." He said, "You crazy." Told my dad for the people. I said, "Is that true?" I said, well, "Dig that." I say, "They say I, they say something wrong with me for dying, willing to die for the people." I say, "You cats, I hit down for cars, drugs, and strips. Is something wrong with me?" <laughs> I said, "You can't kill cats like me." Cats, God he lives. I said, "These," I say. These sentiments, I say, man, you, you you just can't take out. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, so we must struggle to even first of all premise the discussion. Like, I, I'm, I'm real big about that. Like it was a big recent discussion. They told me they're going to talk to the so-called uh, the, the, the leaders of the gangs and to stop the violence. I said, first of all, I, I said, first of all, let me premise with this. I'm we're not in agreement that it's black folks doing the killing up in the city, city of Chicago. Y'all may know me about the cartels present, the police doing the killing. So first of all. I like to be very clear what I define as living as opposed to existing. And it's a certain dynamic that some people may be satisfied, you know what I'm saying, with the, you know, existing, you know what I'm saying. Some animals are cool in the zoo. And, you know what I'm saying, I, 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 at least at minimal, the contradiction should be heightened to distinguish, no, this is this is freedom and this is not. This is this is, this is modification, this is not living. Then we had those type of discussions on Picking our mood, what's the you know what I'm saying? This a, you know, who's it balance out for? And also be very clear and, and on, on point about if, what is this? Don't draw the foregone conclusion. This is all about necessarily for, for, something for the people. Everybody knows you know, certain campaigns people are engaged in. Uh, this guy named Red, very intelligent cat, I was locked up with. And they were people. A lot of us were scared to uh, pass through their books. They, it was like a joke. They said, "Oh, Chairman Fred will get transferred. They're gonna move. They're gonna. They're gonna, tra- they're gonna ship him out tomorrow. Don't give him your. Give him a book. He don't say where he's gonna be at." So one time, uh, I had called for a, ma- um, a mandate to not for brothers, the young brothers coming in. They could not read the book uh, Machiavelli and the Prince, the Prince of Machiavelli. And the reason being, because I was, I, I, I said, "Now these young brothers, they not, they not clear who they are." They, they, and it's just premature for them to come in. They might, they don't know, they don't know that they, they are not Italian, and that this is not the 1600s. So certain things are necessary. Of certain amount of, you know, who you are before you tell them you're engaged in reading other stuff. Anyway, Red had made a comment to me. He said, uh, "Chairman Fred, you always talk about the people. The prince says he who builds on the people builds on the mire, the mud. And then he actually he got transferred." I caught up with him three years later, about two years later, and I first seen him. I said, Brad, I've been looking for you. I've been looking for you for the last few years. And I said, you forgot to read the next page, Red. I said, it said, for the exception of the press. He said, what do you mean? The pe- I said, the people would not weather the storm for the, uh, the individual if he's doing it for himself. They will weather the storm for the 
for the press if they feel they recognize he is doing it for not on his own personal interest again. It's for the people. So that's something that I always take into account too. A lot of individuals you see, uh, like it was a movie called Dear White People. The the girl was the lady, she was doing some personal complexes she had. In a lot of cases, we see that it be some personal issue an individual has as opposed. This is not nothing benefiting the people. You know what I'm saying? We can we can we can unite with you on this here, but it must always be very clear. You know what I'm saying? Laid out. What are we fighting for? And if and if some people, an interest, interest of self determination. If some that's, if if, if their choice on their terms, that's what that's what we need to fight for that type of society where they can make those type of decisions on their own, as opposed to being force fed. This is you know what I'm saying? This 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 is what you this is what you get out for. This is your so called leader. This is your spokesperson. And I, and I say that the, the funeral service for Tookie Williams. I said, Tookie Williams grew up in a climate similar to that I grew up in as a youngster. Devoid of such organizations as the Black Panther Party, where the only options in life was to become a Boy Scout or a banger. Suit up and boot up for corporate America or suit up and boot up for the streets. We want to provide an apparatus. Black Panther Party had an apparatus where Bunchy Carter could do poetry, but at the same time, be, you know, be out there organizing the streets. So we need, we need to have, have that apparatus, that option. They're saying that if we, you know, saying if if we gotta be, if we to die you know, on our own terms, as opposed to only uh, always be told this this is designated way that you will live and quote unquote die. I say the state graphically assassinated my father, took my father from me. They take all of our fathers from us in one way or another, whether shooting them down, uh, stringing them up, um, parking them out, locking them up, uh, stringing them out on drugs, and one way or another they they, they take they tend to take all of them out. That's that's this has this been real talk, man, and, I, and we enjoyed having you, uh, Chairman Fred. Uh, I, enjoy, I enjoy this well. Before you leave tonight, give out any information how uh, people can contact you. I think you're going to be in the Philadelphia area in January sometime, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so. I know. Um, I think I know. I'm in Boston this the 10th to the 13th of this month, and I believe I believe I believe. Uh, Philadelphia and New York, I believe. I'm, I'm, I'm going to uh, confirm that. I hope that's the case. I believe it is January 16th or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't, I didn't want to put it out there yet prematurely, but okay. I think you're going to yeah, be yeah. around. Well, let's, let's hope that's the case. Yes, indeed. And we'll, that's the case. we'll probably look at look to reach out to you maybe a week before you come in. Yes, yes. Um, yes. Give out the, you know, because I wanted to touch on the Black Panther Cubs. Yeah. Um, Give out any information. And is there an age limit for for some of the young people in the Chicago area to be involved in the Black Panther Cubs? We have we have um, the youth. We have the Black Panther Party Cubs, and uh, I'm getting I'm getting up there in age myself. I'm, uh, <laughs> in fact, this December this month I'll be 46 years old. But um, oh, you you ain't a cub anymore. You you a lion. We still say the ideological Cubs, the Black Panther Party. The ones up under us are youngsters. The youth troops. We have the youth, the Black Panther Party Cubs, youth troops. And you can please just, uh, check out radio show. I don't um, uh, free them on radio every Wednesday at six thirty p.m. And you can go to my blog spot www.chairmanfredjr.com, and you can see some of the work that the Cubs and YouTube that we're doing out there with the straight street sessions. You, I mean, on a day to day basis. Um, Do you have some of the young people come on? Oh yes, indeed. You, oh, you can look at some of the archives. Look at listen to this Wednesday show. Oh man, oh they be on there. I mean, I mean, this is we. I mean, you you may you may catch us in our office recording. I mean, literally, at, uh, last week in fact, literally out there in the streets at the protest 
We got the youngsters out there. I mean, they, man, yes, we, we, we literally out there in the field recording while it's going down. We, yeah, yes, yes, okay. literally. Literally. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah, com, And we got another campaign going on to GoFundMe.com forward slash Black Panther Cubs. We're trying to raise resources for um, a community space or headquarters. So people check it out, whatever they can do to support that. You know, we definitely appreciate that. We say support our troops. We're not talking about the U.S. Army. The Army. <laughs> <laughs> give, give out a number. Is it a contact number also? Yes, sir. 773-256-9451. Eric code 773-256-9451. Brother Fred, Brother Fred, looking forward to you being back on the program. I look forward to it as well, and I thank y'all, brother. And I, mean, I think we want to contact y'all, see how we can get this and post this up on our blog spot also. Because this is uh, both you brothers and, and the caller, a revolution of love, respect, and appreciation. This is real good dialogue. I, I really, I really dug it. I really, I really dug it. Yeah, we appreciate you, my brother. Appreciate appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all more. We'll talk soon. Yes, sir. Peace. Peace, brother. Talk to you. Rich, interesting dialogue with uh, Chairman Fred Hampton Jr. Uh, you know, it, it, uh, his approach to reaching young people, uh, might be something that, uh, other people can take heed to, um, because you, you, you find, and you deal with young people a lot. You find a lot of young people out here that's being talked to by people and they can't seem to reach them. You can see evidence of it. They're bringing people in from all stratas of life and they're talking at the young people and not to them. So listening to uh, Chairman Fred uh, and seeing some of the results of what he's doing, uh, he is reaching young people, and I just want your opinion on that before we leave the program this evening. You talking to me, Ellie? Yeah. Say that last part, but you're breaking in, and I'm sorry. No, I said that um, Chairman Fred's formula for reaching young people seems to be working. Uh, you can see a lot of the evidence of it, uh, a lot of his uh, uh, posts. You can see the young people there and out there with him. Uh, you talk to young people a lot, and you see a lot of people that uh, are directed towards talking to young people and from all stratas of life. And some of them seem to talk at the young people instead of to them. And I just made mention of, I, I think, that, uh, that uh, in this instance, uh, Chairman Fred's uh, strategy to reaching young people is definitely working. Just your opinion on it before we close things out. Yeah, yeah. I, and even if I didn't uh, review or look at some of the stuff and know about some of the things that, that he's doing, I would say yes, just based on this conversation on talking about absolutes. You know, a lot of our people, especially our elders, you know, whatever it is, whatever is our philosophy, our religion, our belief system, our personal, you know, you know, to and fro, you know, what makes us move or shake. You know, we don't want anything upsetting that apple cart if, it, if, it, if it's been benefiting us. And uh, I think that concept is good when you're dealing with children, that you, you, you're you able to adjust based on, you know, as he said, different situations um, and move forward. And I think that's that's... You have to do that. Anybody that's a parent, anybody that does with children, they, I, I think they know that everything doesn't work. You know, what works with one child might not work with the next child. <laughs> you know, you have to be able to adjust. And I think that's the same thing when it comes to us working together, 
dealing with children and even dealing with different organizations and groups respecting uh, leadership. I had a conversation and it actually goes both ways. You know, when you're talking in, in this culture, there's not a lot of respect because we took taking on this white European mindset yeah. on how things are supposed to be done. There's not a lot of respect for elders. I'm not talking about holding doors for elders and, 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 and just being in their company. I'm just talking about getting some knowledge and wisdom. Yeah, exactly. Listen, the, listen to them. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and my friend and I, we were talking about that, that that's something that's not normal in this society. It's like when you get a certain age, it's like, oh, he's putting up, you know, uh, you know, our elders are on the shelf, like they don't mean anything, you know, they're not anything. And what it is now, if you look at the sign of the times and what's going on, you have people that are getting older, that are still vibrant, still have, a, 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 you know, a lot that they can give, but there's some, and, and some relationships between the elders and the children and the children to the elders, there's disconnect when there shouldn't be that disconnect. But I think there's a lot of things that our, our elders can get from our children, but it's not, 30 or 40 years ago, it's 2015 and vice versa. There's some things that our young people can definitely get from our, from our elders. And what it is like, you know, I think, you know, the way that the system is set up, it's like almost to the point where a lot of our children think that some of the things that they run in the games and stuff is new. It ain't, I was just talking to somebody about that today. Ain't nothing new. It just, you might call it something different. (laughs) You might have a different mechanism, but the, it's a it's a game. If you stealing and running games or running, it's the same same thing. Thirty or forty years, it might have a different nuances to it. But your grandfather, your great great grandfather, might be able to tell you everything about it. They might not. They 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 probably know what it is that you're doing wrong, but you don't have that connection and that ability to talk and communicate. You have. To, I think it takes special elders to be able to have the ability to connect with younger people. And, and, and when I'm talking about the real classroom for me is being able to connect with children, like uh, Brother uh, Hampton has said, you got to be able to c- connect with these children in different environments. Just because I might teach a, you know, a, cl- a mixed martial arts class to children in there, I have a full understanding that that ain't all that comes with it. Some of the stuff that I'm seeing that's coming in there, I know why their parents want them to come because they want them to get disciplined, but... I, I could just imagine what's going on at the home mm-hmm. and at the school that I'm not there, you know? So there's a whole lot of things when you look at these children and when you look at, when you look at that in a, in a different type of uh, way, you know, like a, a total spare type of way, you will have a little compassion. But I think, you know, we need to start, I think it's our responsibility for our children to have to learn, have to start understanding that you need to have respect for elders, not just because they're old. It's just that, Listen, you could gain a whole lot from listening to some of the stories and some of the skills that some of these elders have. Some you got we have a lot of elders in our community that know how to do stuff with their hands, craftsmen, you know. Uh, 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 I said just said woodworker. Uh, they know how to do stuff with iron and metal, you know. Mm-hmm. They might be uh, uh, mathematically savvy and excellent in that. But you don't know until you have that connection. Because I think everything that we need, this is my belief, I think we have everything we need to succeed and move forward and just the nuances of what has been done through us to slavery and how we look at each other, that's the impediment. And also the the onslaught of what we see 
via the computer, what we hear via radio, music, propaganda, and newspapers. That's something that 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 we have to overcome and start recognizing. I think everything we need. I, and I keep reiterating. I think we have everything we need. We have our mathematicians. We have our teachers. We have, and I'm not talking about necessarily teachers in the classroom. We have those that there too. But we have teachers that walk around every day that is that that are, that that would love to teach some of our children some of the things that they know. But they have to, you know. But it has to be an outlet. For that to happen and occur, you know, it, and uh, I I agree totally with what you're saying and and uh, what the Chairman Fred was mentioning that that bombarding of the young people's minds and it's it's a lot more uh, serious or more heavy even since I was a, a young kid a young child the the constant bombarding with all types of negativity either in the music TV shows on the radio. And some of these parents, some of these parents, uh, playing that type of music around the children if they're in the car, in their home, that bombarding of that negativity is really serious. And you almost got to counteract that with bombarding their minds with positive things, cultural things. You talked about the respect and reverence of elders and hearing their opinions and their advice. That's definitely cultural. That's a part of our people. Um, some of our people don't realize that, and especially the young people, because they're not taught. But you, if you look at Europeans, listen, since Europeans became civilized, they have a little more respect for their elders. But before they became civilized, and you see it in a lot of his movies that he put out about his, his ancient or his past civilizations, if you look at the way he dealt with older people among his people, he either put them out the pasture or he killed them. They couldn't wait for those young people to come along and kill their elders. Take this. Well, you see it. You see it in any of his movies where he's talking about ancient Greco-Roman civilizations. He he glorifies it now because that's not really a part of him anymore because he's a little more civilized. But in his ancient civilization, it was no reverence for young people and it was no reverence for women. And we've adopted a lot of those behaviors, uh, disdain for older people disdain for our women so it's a re-educational piece to, like uh chairman Fred was talking about we have to be adamant in re-educating the minds of our young people just like this man is adamant on showing them negative images of themselves or he don't never stop that that's a constant bombardment so we got to be just as adamant man and, and think I, of I, strategies to do it and i think another thing and i got to get to brother crudo's Sometimes even though you might know something, you know, a lot of us get caught up. We think we know everything on the subject. And that mindset could get you killed, could leave you behind the eight ball. Because, you know, you and I personally know some folks that you can't tell too much about certain topics. They think they have it. Mm-hmm. And, but because, they, you know, they haven't looked at the new research, new evidence that's come out. They, you know, they don't deal with technology because technology is evils of the devil, you know, all this type of type of stuff. You know yeah. exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. I ain't going to call no names out, but if you get me upset, I might. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I, I think when he was talking about how you have to analyze different things, I think that was a good point that he brought up that sometimes when we have in our discussions, even I do it uh, at times too, 
we uh we 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 blanket a lot of things. I don't know all black people. I just know the black people that I have viewed on television, who I have come in contact with, and you know my day to day life, and that's where I'm making my assessment from that, and then also the assessment from people that are in my in my circle who I've dealt with, telling me about their experiences. But as he said, when you're going to discuss different topics, sometimes you have to deal with it on a case by case basis, and you can't use absolutes all the time for the reason why a, a brother or sister might be making a decision for for their life, or making a decision on how they're dealing with, you know, their their folks, whether they want to deal with them or not deal. I'm talking about black people in general. And uh, last thing I want to say, too, mm-hmm. is that you always talk about social media and how we could use the social media for for the, for good. Um, what I want to say, too, what I've seen is, is a phenomenon, phenomenon, and I, see, I know a lot of other people talk, have talked about it, that this social media, the games... Uh, what you see on Facebook and all the you know different th- different things has caused us not really to communicate with each other face to face, and I think that's a detriment. Also, I think everything that you have that you can use as a as a good tool, even though it might be good, you have to be able to balance your time in a day and a week. I'm just talking about a personal. I'm not talking about your job. If it's your job to do something, but I'm talking about on the. You have to just level this thing out and learn how to balance things. Because I think uh, our children, a lot of our children are spending way too much time on social media and games. And and for some households, it's not really balanced out. I went to a conference at Rutgers Camden about two months ago, and some parents were in a panel and they were talking about, it was actually fathers. You know, some of their children, what they're doing with their grades, they're doing good with the grades, but the issue that they were having were their cell phone, limiting the use of their cell phone, and also this thing that, okay, well, I came from this strata, and I want my child to be, you know, do better. I want, you know, I want to afford them to be able to have some luxuries and stuff, but at the same point in time, I want them to still, the socialization process I want them to get, and I want them to get in the house and play. I want them to do things, not just to be on the computer and playing games and all that, even though they, they might be tracking and monitoring that, is that the, a lot of our children don't want to do anything outside anymore. And I think I mm-hmm. see a lot of adults, most of their communication, they tough online, they say a lot of stuff online, but if you see them out in the street, they don't have that much say. You don't see all that, you know, that armchair radical radical thought or speech when you see them out in the street. I've been around. Because, you know, we're not, I'm not on, you know me, Elliot, I'm not just on Facebook all day long. I do stuff out 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 in the community, mm-hmm. and I know folks who talk like real a lot of stuff. And when I see them out there, they ain't saying too much. And I, and I'm talking about the ones that are not shy. They ain't saying too much of nothing, you know. At rallies, at community events, they're not getting up asking any questions. But when you're online, they got a whole lot to say. So I just think we need to transform and take some of the stuff that we do online, and actually has to become real. The realness is just, you know, reality. Getting out in the street, talking to people, communicate with them. We have to use this as a tool, but it can't be the only tool, even if you're using it for good. Before we leave the air this evening, I want to let the listening audience know about time for an awakening media. It's uh, it's it's coming. It's uh, days away. <laughs> uh, there you'll see a lot of original content, uh, blogs, articles. 
podcast of the show will be there uh, for your downloading and for your listening. Black products that we use every day can be purchased from the site and much, much more. So if you like what we do here at Time for Awakening, three things. Send us an email. Uh, if you're on Facebook, like the fan page and get ready for Time for Awakening Media, which will be coming real soon. Also, you can go to www.gofundme.com forward slash time for an awakening. That's www.gofundme.com forward slash time for an awakening. Also, you heard Chairman Fred talk about the need for our people to have political education. We've been talking about that. You've been hearing it on our program. You've heard guests talking about one million conscious black voters and contributors. The movement is now. Get involved. Go to the site. Look at the planks. All of them have something to do with the the situation that our people find themselves in in 2015 and going forward in this country and its strategies and ways we can do something about it. So go to www.iamoneofthemillion.com. That's www.iamoneofthemillion.com and get involved. I want to thank everybody for listening to the program this evening. Lively discussion, as always, and we'll be back next week, Lord willing, to continue on this path towards an awakening. Peace. If you're driving through the country on a lazy afternoon, Your children playing after school They seem to be so unaware I know, I know The things that they'll soon have to take care of
Children. 